0: Blog Talk Radio. Kings in your favorite radio show. Kings in
1: your favorite radio show. Kings in your favorite radio show.
2: Some of the views and comments expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in.
3: Good morning, everybody. My name is Jay King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts. One
0: love, one love. You're lucky if you have just one
4: love. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one That's,
3: uh, That's Yusuf Kinke, y'all. Good morning, um, DJ Shelly
0: Shell, Cindy Braxton.
3: Good morning, all you awesome wonders out there in Cyberland, and welcome to the Kings in the Morning, and we're glad to have you this morning, but let me remind you, as I always do, this ain't your ordinary show, but for he or she that can endure to the end, that being said, strap them down, roll them up,
5: and tuck them in, you're going to need all three, caffeine, nicotine, and adrenaline, go ahead, Mr. J. King, and do your thing.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, on this Wednesday, February the 28th, 2024, you're riding with the Kings.
0: Pretty dreadful,
3: Dr. Dre with the High Top Fade. Good morning, John Beckman. Good morning, Adrian
2: Lewis. Good morning, everyone. It's about that time, y'all. Let's make it do what it do.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Brother Reverend Ali.
0: Don't,
1: don't you amuse me. You know I don't believe it when you say that you can hear me. First you mute my line, then you change your mind. You better change it back or we will both be
0: sorry. Don't you mute me, Jakey. Don't you mute me, no. Don't you mute me, Jakey. Don't you mute me, no. (laughs)
3: Uh, good it.
1: morning, Teresa. Good job. Good job. What'd you say, PT? You said you want to you look at me. <laughs> oh, nigga, I said you were hitting
6: that shit. Good morning, totally right. Your eyes ain't pretty and enough,
0: man. I bet man. You man. You Come on. Didn't know he had pretty franchise. And I bet you didn't know he had.
3: P.T.E. Now, good morning, Angelia. Did you think that this would um, um, did you think that this would um, um, that this would um really carry on this long? Like when you when you first looked at that <laughs> boy in his eyes and, found, and then realized it was a girl. Did you think <laughs> that you would? <laughs> You want to reflect that all these years later, you would have to <laughs> deal with the fact that there was a poor <laughs> door that bullshit, not at all. Not in the slightest. No. <laughs>
2: it kept to in get, yourself. To get... You ain't lying. But let me tell you
3: guys how funky let me tell you guys how funky uh, uh, uh this other phone company is, these motherfuckers I left. A T and T. This phone isn't working right now, so I can't I can't get on um I, I mean, on Instagram um you know and so I can't get on Instagram without this phone. So now I got to use my my phone that I I take text messages from and shit like that. Now I got to use this phone on Instagram so that I can so that people on Instagram can see me,
1: and I don't like it.
3: I don't like that I have to do, and so I'm doing That's two right. things. This is a phone. I would usually use this phone for stories and and stuff like that. That's right, John Beckman. Fuck and fuck. am AT and T. Um. So, but now I have to use my regular phone. Morning. Radio. Show, damn it. So now. <clears throat> I've been I've been ditched them. Yeah, I ditched I ditched AT and T as well. But now they're not making off. This phone is not unlocked yet, so I got to go back to AT and T. Get this phone up. It's crazy. i um, John, Verizon. I went back. I went back to T-Mobile. I went back to the shit that I understand. Good morning, dope fix. You know, um, good morning, morning surf fix. You know what I realize, you guys? I realize that life is a series of windows. And I'm going to do a show about the windows of life and whether we go through them or not. Good morning, Nakia George, a.k.a. Chocolate Peach.
1: Chocolate
6: Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She goes through the windows.
1: All she's got to do is just jump out of <laughs> <up> it. <laughs>
6: Good morning, son.
3: <laughs> Good morning, Veronica Burks. Yep, um I, I, you know, I was with T Mobile for a number of years, but they I, I let somebody I let fuck you, Ali, is what uh, is what um, he said to you Ali. With a, a PH. What she said fuck you with a PH.
1: Well, that's good. She want, she that's why she got them old-ass 1960s. Well, she got them old-ass ass 1967, well, she them old ass 1967 <laughs> windows. She need to upgrade, J. King.
6: <laughs> good morning, Sequoia.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I really believe That we all have sat, have had certain opportunities, certain windows that open for us that we, good morning, um, Leonard Hamilton. That we don't that we don't go through. Vertical said, "Tell Ali I got his back on this one because he's been nice for a minute."
1: Check <laughs> this out, uh, Vertical. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need no said, ball. Are you
0: worried about my, my back, Ali? Stalker. <laughs> why, why you worry about her? Why you worry about her window?
1: You stalker. You should have been, Y'all should attack Jay King. He the one that brought up life is like a window.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I think in their windows
3: window. at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of stuff that I had on my phone that I wanted. If I can see, I'm gonna see if I can get this phone to work. Damn. So, this phone ain't even working. it's a shame. You no know, broadcast error. Let me. Um. Anyway, so much for that. Uh, what did you guys do to Fred? Because he's not here. Why would Fred not be here today? What happened? Did somebody hurt his big ass feelings?
1: Hmm. Somebody hurt his feelings yesterday.
3: I don't know. I,
4: uh, I
1: don't
3: know. can't tell you what happened yesterday. What you guys do to Fred?
4: I have no idea. Fred was cool. Oh, I, I don't know. I heard some. I heard something happened when he went to work. He had to put somebody in check. Or something. I don't know the
6: details.
1: He said when the nigga went to work,
6: huh? <laughs> yeah. Was that
0: funny? It was. That was hilarious. Hmm. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Some I don't know. I I just heard something kinda took place when he went
6: to work. Is it funny when I say took place? <laughs> <laughs> <Mr. Fire? laughs> I mean you are thirty five nine meter, Dude, he's a
0: certified man. Dude, he got fired, Jay. <laughs> you break your fire. Uh, you break your fire. Uh, you break your fire. <laughs> hold up, If bro got fired, and you guys are laughing, y'all got cold on. Dude. Yeah,
6: that's warm. Good morning, friend. Good morning, God. <laughs>
1: that nigga put them clicky fingers on the wrong kid, Jay. <laughs> okay, um, no, a,
3: a, a chocolate peach said Fred did not get fired. He did
1: not get a That's pizza of John Beckman. Y'all cold. <laughs> <laughs> This came King's in the morning, goddammit. Why is that big old fat girl got to come stop the laughter with her shit? Jump out the window, nigga. Well,
3: well first of all, um, uh, Chocolate Peach ain't no big old fat
6: girl. You, you mean, mean she ain't? You, you,
1: you, you need new glasses, too. Not only do you have four phones, you need four pair of glasses. Well, good, morning <laughs> good morning,
6: Aunt
3: CPT. Good morning. Hey Jay, hope you've been well. I received another request from Tyler, but this time it's for your song Why You are Me So Bad. Can you please listen below and let me know if we can approve?
6: Mm-hmm.
3: So you you got to... well, a thinking it
7: was Mary Jack. Whoa.
0: Whoa. All the people I
3: Yes I approve. Uh. Oh.
2: Yes. I
1: approve. Is that the country right. song
3: thing? Yes, this, is, this is the second one. They, they um. Oh, the first one was banging.
1: Yeah, I like that yeah, first I, one.
3: I I threw that one already. This is the second one.
1: You Need to get that girl to sing with you.
3: Mm-hmm. Total contribution for twenty four. Okay, so um, I make a contribution to my, to my um, to my account every um, every month. To my um a, a contribution to my uh retirement account. But, uh, oh, um so check this out you guys. Good morning Janae. Good um <laughs> <Turn
0: away. laughs> kind of don't if going to me your voice can keep you Oh, my body is so described When your love starts to so don't let your words get a spell of will you make it for me? Because you my friend here. favorite place i the Because I love in the air, I And your heart comes the me, and my heart comes to sleep. It means you take great care, Oh, joy, give me a good give me a good a baby. Yeah. Freak little love Turn away back Take turn away Turn away back Don't no. say you know want to hurt me all in love I sometimes so I feel like I'm moving in a supernatural way Speak to me, I'm so sweet And my world looks like I If I'm, I'm scratching I can't see it coming But I'm ready to receive you so sweet, so I things and because I love you every day. make up. Don't you that you. I trying to wave When you know, me can't
3: The reason why you like it, the reason why you like it is because it's got a little, lay, lay your head on my pillow on it. It's got a little Isley brother on it. But I, that, that's Ricky Jones. So what I'm going to do, I'm telling everybody on Instagram, I'm getting ready to shut it down and put it back up because I'm going to use my other phone. So if you're on Instagram, please, I'm going to shut this one down, but I'm going to come right back up, Okay. So just come right back in, but I have to change it out with my phone. So if you're on Instagram, I'm hanging you up, and I'm starting it back. So now I've figured out why, you know why the phone wasn't working? My dumb ass, I didn't have it on, um, I didn't have it on, um, um, what do you call it, my Wi-Fi. It had a goddamn mm. that's this why this is
6: coming
1: real common to you, J King.
3: <laughs> that's uh, that's Ricky Jones. It's called Tone. The song is called Tone. I'm gonna call Ricky right now.
1: The song okay. is called Tone.
3: No, it's called Tone. Okay hey,
6: good
3: morning, Deepak. Let me call Ricky. I'ma tell Ricky what that why he need to spend money on this record. This is gonna be a that, that's a smash record for
1: me. You want him you want well, him to I sleep would, in his car
3: for this one? Yeah, I would. I would sleep in my car. That's
1: it, you want him.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He gotta be willing to sleep in his car for it. Or ask ask his fan base to help him. He's gotta be willing. Hey, what's happening, um you got, so this is, first of all, I would cut the song down. Um, okay, am I dialing it? Yeah. Am I, did I do it right? Mm-hmm. There it is. You're not muted, right? Unless you Unless you hung up. Your dumb ass hung up. That's why you muted. You didn't get muted. You, you hung the goddamn phone <laughs> up.
1: The nigga said he was his pretty brown eyes was looking into trans phones instead. Nah, I dropped my damn phone.
6: Yeah, but, but how you, do you mean you me un- mute? unmute you? But I didn't have you.
1: Know, I, had dro- I had dropped my phone and then hung up, so I had to call back in. Oh. Yeah, but you said oh, unmute me like I muted you.
6: Oh. Good morning,
1: <laughs> I meant bring me back in because I had dropped my damn
5: phone. hmm I was wondering whether or not you were going to notice me there, Shady Acres. Oh, that nigga's here early.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, Well, well
1: Reed, man wait.
2: Reed. You're not
5: You're that really that nigga represented
1: yesterday, Jay. That nigga said I'm a oh, kings, no. king's in the morning, Ollie.
3: what bro? um, hey, bro. hey brother. Hey brother, I just played your record, right? Tone. Tone. Yes. Now we all agree it's a hit record. So I figured out what you need to do. Okay. Don't do the you don't so you don't need to do the um you don't need the uh at the end with the saxophone
6: sax
3: uh, I mean the guitar uh you don't need that you you can fade after you go it's all in your it's
0: all in your tone da, da 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 it's all in your tone
3: you you just stay on so so it's under three minutes I'm gonna show them up. Okay.
1: You got to do another mix That solo was killing you,
0: yeah. be, you, can be, you can be
3: Fading it right
0: here
3: You can be So right there You hear that part right there? So you can be fading on that So you can be under three minutes okay. So I'm going to tell you something I'm gonna tell you something, Ricky. Yes. In a career, first of all, in life, there are um, life is a series of the series the windows, uh-huh. and the windows <laughs> open up and close all the time. Yeah. For everybody except, except uh, Ali. All he can do hey, is talk to the motherfucking window because they never open
6: up
1: for his shit That wasn't me laughing, yeah, they they
6: been laughing. Been nigga, that
1: so was Dre so <laughs> <That laughs> you know, laughing, laughing. laughing. Why are you fucking with me, Jay? That was Dre laughing, nigga. Why you laughing with me though? Why you have
6: done with me first? You. That that you was the best
5: improvised that was the best improvised improvised line I've ever heard from you, Jay. That was brilliant. You are fucking with me. I was on mute, Jay. I didn't know. Yeah, I thought it was you. I laugh, you. But I, yeah,
1: Whoever
3: was, must, okay. So everybody except Dre, he, all he can do is look through the motherfucker and they never open up his ass. It's but too for, late, for, late now, <laughs> Jay.
1: It's too late now. Nigga, people, you got my name out there. But
3: for people <laughs> like you, Ricky, this window, th- this is your opening. This is a smash record. But you got to do something. Yes. You got to be willing to sleep in the car and go hungry to to scrounge up the money to support this record. If you're not, if if you're not willing to do it, Ricky, this this, this window will close on you. And if that means that you got to go do a GoFundMe and you got to wash cars and you got to do everything for this record, for this record right here. If you set up a GoFundMe and you say, hey, I, I need a hundred dollars from all my friends. I will be the first person to put 100 in. Okay. Go, but you have to support this record. The one thing that bothers me more than anything is when artists get that record, that, that hit record. That's why, it's why I'm on Lucky Witherspoon's head so hard, because Lucky Witherspoon thinks, like most artists think, that they're just going to write great, great, great songs all the time. Right. That's, that's not how this works. Unfortunately, you know, uh, we think all our shit is great, right?
6: right.
3: But there's a, there's a certain time, a certain note, with a certain rhythm, that the window opened for you.
6: Right.
3: And for whatever reason, good morning, daybreak, God opened the window for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your voice can be pushed And no, your face Oh, my body is so tied to you When your lowest starts to sink Don't let your words Just stumble out You can be careful Because you're me me and Think of my love and the the so <coughs> excuse me. We we <laughs> Take little love, turn away, you back. Take the gentle turn away, away you back. Break mm-hmm. your jaw, break your jaw. The song is called, call, and call, hit me, oh, yeah.
3: Somebody said he's not my friend, but I would give a hundred dollars to be a part of the win. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh, so his name is Ricky Jones. He's got an album out. The album is called Crazy Sexy. Um. And um. I. I, I saw a post this morning that he had made. And um, on the post it was saying talking about his album, it was just a, a, like a promo that he did, and so I went to iTunes and just looked it up, downloaded the album before I listened to it and so and I just start you know what I do is is I'll start going through songs, so the first one that I really liked was songs that I like this one okay you making a lot of noise but you at me on Facebook.
0: Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Listen. i am I'll go Oh no i Know i i I fall in love in boy rich grand rising sir. And this you can't be cursed it feels like a and a nightmare that I've Oh, yeah. I like what you feel like girl. what you like I can't cause I you, you, I'm change your mind. I make you
7: feel I can you I
0: gotta realize I gotta love you where you are.
3: So Ricky Deep was in. If you said for no funding, they'll support you. Sir Fisher I said he would support
0: you. 9.20, he gonna support you. All the side of Yeah the Hey, Lawrence, good morning my secrets, secrets that i She knows how to make bring the, past and the, so the joy and pain. I like. the kind of the that drives my love in really? I <laughs> dying, yeah.
3: John Beckman, don't be a little bitch. John Beckman talk about... I'd help you, Ricky, but this show has drained me dry. You can stay at my house though, should you need. Um, First of all, you don't want to stay at John's house. If you stay at John's house, you're gonna get cancer. The motherfucker smoked cigarettes. He smelled like a cigarette.
6: God damn!
5: Why don't you say he gets blown AIDS by visiting the motherfucker? I'm just telling you that John Beckman
3: smelled like a goddamn cigarette. (laughs) But that's how you say.
5: How you gonna say go into his house? You're gonna get cancer. What type of shit is that?
6: All the smoke.
0: They're yes, be, I get
5: it. Just say, just say, if you go to his house, him. you're gonna smell okay. like an ashtray. Okay, Jesus then fucking Christ. Yes, well, come he'll on. Come on. Shit.
0: That's Yellible.
5: okay. If you go to Jay King's house, you're gonna get herpes simplex nine. Like what type of shit? No, he's <laughs> not. But if you go to your house, he
0: might do it. Okay. <laughs>
5: Oh, see, you see the point, right? It's ridiculous. John, you smoke outside, but
3: you, but you, but the smoke is in your clothes. You know what? You know what? I had to do with the sweatshirt you gave me. I had to put it in the goddamn cleaners <laughs> because it smelled like cigarettes.
1: It was yellow and crusty, like a towel I know. I it, I feel bad for you, Jade, that you had to go andy through that. In
0: Keith andy with the hit record right here. Hey, and good morning. <sighs> I'm thinking
2: everything I heard. Shit, bang.
0: I'm singing everything I heard, shit, when your starts to think don't let your words the spell in
3: the line. You can't you Keith, if you and Ricky don't decide that you're going to live in a motherfucking car and get every dime you can get, look, you got to spend $40,000 out the box on a record like this. You can't get around it. And that $40,000 is going to take you into the top 30, maybe 28, 29. And then you're going to have to get another $20,000 to take you into the teams. And you may need another $20,000 to take you into the 10, 9, 8. But you've got to be willing to spend the money. You guys got to do everything. Don't fuck this record off. Don't start sending this record out. This record, one record, Tone, just that one record. Good morning, Elise. That one record will change your life. i told you, life is a series of windows, and most people don't go through the window when they're supposed to, and and they miss the opportunity. If you, If you're looking at your life saying, Man, I I had a chance to do this. I had a chance to be that. I had a chance to go here, and, and and you know, and I and I blew it. That was the window. That's the window I'm talking about. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Daybreak. How you doing, cousin? Uh, and and the reason why I say this, you guys, because I know Ricky Jones. I know Ricky Jones and Keith Andy's from when from the 90s. I know them from the 90s. So for Ricky Jones' voice to still be in as pristine a shape as it is, it tells me two things. Number one, he's taking care of his voice. And number two, he's still in pursuit of success. Um, Ricky Jones of Grafton, R-I-C-K-Y Jones, J-O-N-E-S, Um.
2: Because so, dummies can't spell Jones anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just tell people.
2: Not
5: you. Don't That's not you.
3: Read... No, because you know, sometimes to. people, because we live in a different world, we, where people are spelling Jones like J-O-Y-E
5: shit like that. I'm sorry. Put the cape down, put the cape down, Super J.
6: I know you have to defend
0: them. I'm just
3: because I love music.
6: I, I you love do.
3: music, and when I hear a great record.
5: No, you, you clearly somebody, you clearly like this record. I don't think I've heard you ever sound this excited no, about a song.
3: no. I'm going to tell you, I'm excited about Lucky Witherspoon. Right. I love Lucky Witherspoon. I get on his head. I told Lucky Witherspoon to sell his goddamn house, and he got mad at me. <laughs> you know, I
6: ain't selling
3: my motherfucking house. Hey, you see this house I'm in right now?
1: I sell this motherfucker. <laughs> I sell it because I That's recognize. That's because you got another one that Porter Ranch.
5: Shit.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen.
5: I get it, Jay. It's it's more than a labor of love. It is a you know mm-hmm. it's it's a dedication that many people aren't willing to make. And I get that you're you know you're pushing it. I totally understand.
4: I just know
3: that you know this.
5: Stuff, I just
2: thought know, that the spelling of Jones. It's unfortunate yeah, that we live in a world that's
3: got to do that. Of course, The reason ain't worried about the goddamn phone. He's worried about the fact that I failed Jones.
5: It's it's,
0: just, <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: Okay?
5: You know what it is? I'll tell you. Can I tell you where I'm ticked off at? I just watched the
0: story. You know what?
3: I love it. Ricky. That's right. Ricky said he's going to sell his car. Sell your motherfucking right. car. Sell everything. Look, when I did rumors, I sold everything I owned. Ricky, if you. If you make all the right moves, I'll plug you into the people. This is a hit record. Um, let me tell um, – is, is uh, Keith still there? Keith, what you have to do, Keith, you guys have to cut this record down. I'm going to show you where you've got to start fading this record. Um, you've got to fade the record here because a record can't be up more than two minutes and 56 seconds. And this is where you want to fade the record.
0: Speak to me, oh so sweet, and my world I've I, I can't see it coming, but I'm ready to receive you, me. we share, because I love you. You're I think Can you go Give oh, sure. yes, me the feeling.
6: i you to go
0: to to Before it gets to,
3: before it gets to that, before it gets to that, um, that thing, hey, John, hey, so that's, that's where you, um, before it gets to the the, the guitar solo. Or if it, whatever that is, you want it out. Hold on, you guys. Hey. Okay. Damn it. I'm sorry, this is my publisher, you guys. So, um, Reese, do you hear the song? Are you hearing the record? Reese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It sounds great.
5: I'm a horrible person because uh, I told you a long time ago that I personally cannot stand the slow jam because it, it gives me personal angst. And that's the reason why. Although the music is good, I don't like slow jams.
3: Now, Reese is it that you don't like slow jams because you don't know how to slow dance and you don't have a rhythm mm-hmm. for it? I'm an excellent dancer.
5: Anybody can attest to that. The problem is, is that back in the days yeah. when people used to have the basement parties and the house parties and the slow music would come on, Everybody had a girl to dance with, and I was left without. And that made me a really mean and angry hater. And I said, Ah, I hate all you motherfuckers who had a girl to dance with, and I was (laughs) left with no one. So that was where I learned the hater spirit. I started hating on dudes who had a girl to slow dance with. And
0: right there, I got the hater gene.
5: That was my, that was where the hater gene started. You know, you get <laughs> turned down by a pretty little filly. You ask her to come dance on the floor. Hey, you dance with me? She's like, uh-uh, not with you. I was like, fine. Fuck you, bitch. You know what, though? Uh, I never happened. had a
1: rap, though. I didn't know how to rap. No, you
5: know, I did no, not have a rap either. Cool I did not have rap. any I style. Have no rap. I was a straight bum. And I grew up resenting women because of it oh, And so I made me a horrible individual
1: shit And they'll <laughs> run
5: from me <laughs>
1: You know, Rudd Reese I ain't fucking yes, with sir. your show no more Because every time I fuck with your show You just skip over my comments You know, you think I'm just sitting there just to watch Bro, him.
5: I did, to be honest with you I saw it, but it was too late And I did give you a shout out
1: So I You say her. that shit all the time, Reese I did but I do. Yeah, every I said, time hey, Ali. You, you skip over my goddamn comments, Reese. Okay. And you read all the what, you read all the white folks shit.
5: Actually, Rama is not That's white.
1: That's what I called in. Shit. I called in and talked to you, remember? Reese is a cold motherfucker. He see us on there, you're supporting, saying things, and then he won't, he won't say anything. Okay,
5: hold on, Ali. I love you, but showing up once every six months is not exactly true. That's a goddamn lie,
1: nigga. I got, a, I got a badge. I got a badge by my name when I
6: comment on your shit, nigga. <laughs>
7: I earned that. <laughs> Congratulations. I know, right, and it's been a minute since I've been on. And is, I'm sorry, Ali. I'm, I'm are teasing. You? What's that?
5: On your next show tomorrow morning. No, no,
1: we ain't watching this shit. We boycotting and shit. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> tonight, tonight, I would, Tonight, I'll be, I'll be on. And uh, in fact, I got to do Todd Feinberg at five thirty Eastern. And then I got my show at eight o'clock, so and um I'm
1: checking it out tonight.
5: I'll be thank there. you. I'm gonna have some fun tonight. Um we don't leave a comment, Drake. On. He he won't say P C E believe me. He won't he yeah. won't acknowledge Christy Graham it. checks out the show. And Christy, you gotta get on the chat room so I know you're there so I can, you know, give you a shout out. I never get a chance uh, to uh,
3: Good morning, Black Fact. When I hear great songs, I'm sorry you guys. That was my publisher. No, no, that was my publisher. A lot of my music is being um Put movies and stuff, so thank mm. God for that, but when I hear great songs, you guys, I do get excited when I hear one of those songs that are just as uh, outstanding uh, because great songs don't come up, don't come around every day yeah.
6: That's and, true. you know true. even
3: when i listen to Darnell Kendrick's record, I love his record, but I know if it was produced mm. with uh with producers, it would be another level
8: record Uh the for, for publishers.
5: Well, I wanted to say to Christy yes. Graham, don't don't feel bad. If you have a question, those are always appreciated. So thank you for, anyway, checking it out. That's the most important thing. The support means everything, and I appreciate that.
3: Um, yes. Yes. Um, um, good morning, Big Star.
7: Th- thank you. Uh, King Fritz mm-hmm. says that he's under the weather today. He says he's sick. He's not feeling very well. Okay. That's
3: where he is today. Tell him that we're praying for him. Yeah, tell him. That yeah, tell him. him. And, oh, and, that you know, just because and we don't think, tell him that we don't think he's being sissified by not being here. Who, Fred? Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell Fred, Fred take us under, the weather. Tell Fred Fred
2: under takes the, weather. the weather. He's under the weather. Fred, Fred, him
3: so tell Fred we don't think he's being sissified for not being here and that we, we, we're oh, praying, he's, for he's, praying for him tell yeah, him we okay. don't to the job girlfriend that we don't think sophis <laughs> doctors
0: cotton cuz he came <laughs> doctors <laughs> cotton <came> <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> nice nice doctors cotton
6: Nice that's right
1: <laughs>
2: that
6: it's motherfucker dry, was here
1: dry. yesterday what kind of sickness he got he sounded fine yesterday it's when dry, he got dry. the
5: runs His it's intestines is <sighs>
1: fucking up on him it's,
5: it's dying di- oh, oh my god this uh, is uh, what I, happened I, uh, this is what I happens when you eat bacon this is what happens when you tell, eat bacon with every meal. Tell, tell, bacon. Bacon.
1: Know <laughs> tell Fred, <laughs> so eat <we>, <laughs> uh, oh, all that bacon. Tell Fred that we y'all that we are not making fun of him. That we we really <laughs> there, you for him. there you go. There you go. right there talking that shit, Jay. Oh, that nigga popped up. Fred, That's some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he want to be talking Doctor
7: Cotton.
1: Tell Fred
0: that if he um, fuck you, Jay. Tell Fred, fuck you. Fred Fred, I would just Fred, we, we just okay.
3: I'm glad to, Fred, let me ask you a question. Am I am I the recipient of your insurance uh, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, go ahead and start the Facebook account the
3: to cash out. I wanna be cremated and I wanna go out with a pink boom.
0: Fred, you don't have insurance?
3: Dick, you know I ain't got no motherfucking insurance. You know, you know what? Let me stop. I gotta go, y'all. Bye. Okay, no problem. Uh I I why he, he, he,
5: he got to go? He had to run. Now he started cussing at us, and then he got to go like we did
3: something
0: great. wrong to him. I don't feel
1: good. Well, he's crying now. You him out. He crying now. The nigga said he wanted to get burned smoke up. Him. He you did is smoke crying. Him out, you did smoke he him out, Jenkins. You did smoke him out. You smoke him out
7: with the doctor's cotton. <laughs>
5: that was great
6: That's
7: such
3: a great is, bird Wednesday, February 20, uh, 24 I'm going to do the daily word Youssef Kente is going to do the word of the day
1: You uh, got to make sure he's here first
3: This daily word I'm going to dedicate to you To Fred <laughs> Let go Let God I co-create with God to bring about my highest good. When I work as a member of a team, I know what my role is. I do my part and trust that others on the team will do theirs. Together, we're all working together toward the same end, and that knowledge gives us an energy and momentum that we would not likely have alone. Happy, oh, wow, today is your birthday. Happy birthday, Grace. Something similar happens when I let go and let God. I do what is mine to do, and then I relax knowing I have done my part. I do not worry about what happens next. Letting go and letting God means opening to and cooperating with the divine within. My human nature and my divine nature are a powerful team. Together they work to get together. They work to bring my dreams to life. I relax and trust the highest and best outcomes are already manifesting. Today's Bible verse is John 517. But Jesus answered them, my father is still working, and I also am working. Yusuf Kente, what yeah. is the word of the day?
4: J King, the word of the day is cool. K O O L, cool. Definition for cool is all right. Everything's gonna be all right. So let me use that in the sentence. Fred, just be cool.
3: Man. Good morning, Brian Carlin.
4: Goddamn,
3: um,
1: that thing is black, uh, ain't um, he? No, no
3: disrespect, can <laughs> We as K- fuck. No disrespect. But cool instead spelled cheap. Oh, oh right.
0: Cigarettes, nigga. <laughs> yeah, you always, you always find out, man. Always... I just, I just got
4: back. I didn't hear, I didn't hear Fred go off. I got back when Fred
3: said,
4: uh. Motherfucker, you know I ain't got no insurance I gotta go, bye So it sounded like he was really <laughs> weeping or something I, didn't, I caught none of it I actually came back <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, what, what, yeah. I could, what happened yeah. to Fred? Really?
1: That nigga that nigga uh, some Fred, had some bacon with a Twinkie last night Some bacon grease Fred's stomach Remember yesterday, good good
4: morning, he was
3: so good stomach
5: he's got, a, he's got a sore tum-tum <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, well, got to be cool. Could be cool. The baby got a <laughs> little coming. We get the <laughs> baby. Get me the baby coming. Give to be Nigga, text me. <laughs>
4: nigga, text me, me Fred's number, nigga, if you don't mind. Yes, what you do? I are don't mind. Me, What are you going to do? I gonna
5: send? What you going to send him? Some weed, lace, and Flintstone vitamins? <laughs>
1: So <laughs> shut up, man. Shut up, Reed. I do
0: need to worry about this
1: political race in
0: America. I don't need to worry
3: about this political <laughs> race America. Kente, Kente, yeah, did you hear the record I played?
4: Did you hear the record I, I, I played? I heard. I, what I did hear is you was talking about uh, a brother need to invest in his song, and uh, that's as far so as I got.
3: It's not every day. It's not every day, Kente,
4: that I will yeah. tell
3: somebody to spend their money on, on
4: music. Oh, yeah. You know I, 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 I laugh because you said you had to sleep in your car. I'm like, Jay is telling everybody <laughs> how to sleep in their <laughs> Yeah, man, you got to be
0: willing.
3: Because you got to be willing to sleep in your car. If you, when you get, I mean, because you're going to make music, but it's going to be only a handful of songs in your career that yeah. you got to be willing to go through the window for. Because life offers a certain amount of windows. And if you don't go through those windows, when life opens up that window for you, you'll spend your life saying, what if, if I had done that, if I had gone through that window, if I had, look, i watched, I watch Reese. I watch Reese, and um, go go through windows. Reese, you know, Reese had a window to be married in, and if he didn't do it, it wouldn't
0: happen again. No, I'm serious.
5: You know what? One hundred percent right.
0: Yeah, I know.
5: Well, J King is not listen. I've shit on Jake all the time. Forget, forget but he, he makes 100% a good point. I was beyond that scope after my marriage yep. to Mary, Mary. If I didn't do it now, it wasn't going to happen. It really wasn't.
4: I know. Yeah, I, I, I I see listen, of you.
3: Here, I, look at, <laughs> I got Club Nouveau. Look, you guys, I'm 62 years old. Club Nouveau has an opportunity to have another big record. But guess what? It costs money. So am i willing to spend the money because you got to spend the money and then you when you spend the money you can't spend some of the money you got to spend all of it you got to spend it all you get, you can't you can't halfway you can't say well i'm going to spend just this much and see what happens no you got to be committed to make a record a hit in today's world, you got to be willing to spend a hundred thousand dollars. Now, I spent forty, and the record's only at twenty-eight. You know, so you got to keep going. And if you're not ready to do that, you're cheating music. And 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 I want four singles. So that means I got to be willing to spend up to $600,000 over the next 18 months. But what it's going to do is going to make my fee higher. It's going to give me a higher profile. But guess what? I'm 62, you guys. So will I be this fry at 65 or 68? Will I even want to be in the game at that time? This is my window. A lot of people have windows that they don't go through or they break the fucking window, so it ain't no good. A lot of you all, with your attitudes, with your, with your arrogance, with your mistrust, all the bullshit. You you, you close <laughs> windows. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
6: This <laughs> motherfucker right
0: now, he got a window. We Turn away from note one. away, turn away, you Oh, if so my mind is it you the not is tied to you when your love starts to me Don't let your words be the song of speak to me because your love the me free. The sacred place that we share can. think of our love in the air that your Press move. And know your heart, don't you see it? it means you'll take great Your joy can't be the green light I'm how you smile, baby It's all
3: in your tone, baby
0: yeah, Turn away your face Turn away your back to me oh, oh. all in I'm to It's hard to I am in a supernatural way. It's to so sweet. Turn my world upside down. And i start I can't see it coming. But I'm ready to make sweet Rick Joe. <laughs> Rick Jones, the action. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
5: hey, J King. Let me. Can I ask you something real quick? <laughs>
0: He got a ass knee. That's how you face this right here. JK? That's okay. how
3: you do that. That's a bad record right there. That's a bad motherfucker. He can go three hundred two. He can go. That's three hundred two. He, I'm out at three hundred two. Mm-hmm. He can do that. He can you get
2: away
5: me,
3: with three hundred
5: two on this one. Uh, let me ask you something about the charts because you've got an interesting thing that's coming up, right? I know you were talking about like this would be like considering where factors. considering where mm-hmm. it's all right has started in the charts at number twenty eight. You said was it? It's
0: probably closer
5: than that now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this question, because I was just looking this up, and I thought this was miraculous just on its base, right? So Lean On Me comes out, according to Billboard, Lean On Me comes out on Valentine's Day 1987. Does that sound accurate? Yes. Okay. So according to Billboard, it says Lean On Me debuts Valentine's Day '87. Its peak date, when it reaches number one, is – Five weeks later, March twenty first, eighty seven. Right. Right. Okay. That is again. That's miraculous.
3: That's one of it was one of the fastest moving number one records in the history
5: of music. Okay. That's okay. So that's my question. That's unheard of because that's very very rare. Normally it it
3: takes a record. Normally it takes a record three to four months to get to the number Hmm. one spot.
5: Three to four months. Okay, all right. So that's that was my question. It's like, cause you're that. It's all right. I'm finding everywhere. If you just put in Club Nouveau, it's all right. It's everywhere, and it's like, yeah. you know, it, it's like everywhere you look. Is that part of the
3: something? So, yes, so Reese, when I talk yes, about radio and mm-hmm. spending $100, 150000 dollars, that's for mm-hmm. urban radio.
6: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If
3: this record shows any sign of crossing in the pop radio, yeah, I'm gonna have to spend another quarter of a million dollars. Damn.
1: Yeah. Yep. Damn.
3: And at that point, at that point, I would sell this house. I would. I would sell this house, and I would spend the three hundred and fifty-four hundred thousand dollars to make it a top ten pop record, because I know that as a band, I go from making thirty thousand a night. To three hundred thousand a night. So if I oh. want to buy a house, I can buy any house I want at that point. Hmm.
5: And by That's the way, if powerful. I didn't mention,
6: mm-hmm.
5: if I didn't mention, "Lean on Me," that that rise to the number one position was two weeks on the chart with all of that music out in nineteen eighty seven. Seventeen weeks yeah. at, in all on the yeah. chart is huge that was a stiff, in that stiff space, because you, you don't have the Internet then.
3: Um, yeah. Jeff Carlin said, Jay, can you talk a little bit about how you, get your, you actually get your investment back? You get your investment back, Jeff, initially from live date performances, because mm-hmm. what it does is it changes. So you've got to remember, J- Jeff, this group is 38 years old. This is like a 38-year-old basketball player getting an extension on his contract based on today's salary versus when he started 20 years ago. So his 20-year contract will be different than his 20-year-ago contract will be different. It's the same in music. I get paid – My fee is based on the fact that I have hit records and how many butts I can put in seats. But with a new record, fee is going to go up exponentially because I'm going to be paid in today's money with a today hit versus today's money with a yesterday hit. So it changes exponentially how much more money I've made. Um, Jay, when you say radio, does that mean also Sirius, XM, and Spotify? Um, Yes, Uh, so you have 60 reporting stations around the country, and those 60 reporting stations, they they literally change the scope of every other station that's not a quote-unquote reporter. Stations that aren't reporters, they follow reporting stations. Reporting stations have weight on them, and they have so much weight based on how large or small they are, based on what part of the country they're in. So KJLH added it's all right. That's a heavyweight radio station because it's in the number two market, New York being the number one market. So when BLS come on the record, and I have the number two, one and number two market, and then Chicago and Houston come on the record, that it changes – it changes everything. It changes who you play with, uh, what stage, what kind of venues you play at, and and everything else. Good morning, Professor College. So you guys have to understand the impact for me. Um, because you know, I used to talk about the sissyism in the music business, and I could talk about all these guys that were gay, and one of my partners say, man, every, you always say everybody gay. Now we know that most everybody's gay. And, you know, but it, it ain't the secret that it used to be. And I think because it ain't the secret and because maybe I was saying stuff I shouldn't have been saying, it was a, it was a real push against me. That's why I went independent. But independently, they couldn't stop me because independent had a totally different – it was a totally different makeup. And that's why I did, you know, Tootsie Roll, uh, Domino Ghetto Jam, um, Mac Mall, um, Gary Taylor. You know, I, I did a lot of independent records as the independent label coalition. And and that, that's what made me uh, – strong enough to to beat the majors because I didn't have to, I didn't go to the majors um, when I was putting music out. Why is that a trait in the industry? Because when you're an artist, it leads to that? No, um, it's a liberal art, John. It's a liberal art, and liberal arts tend to lean towards uh, um, men and women that are um that are creative in, in a lot of in, in everything um i you know I and I'm an old school dude because my dad was an old school dude and when i say my dad i'm talking about bridges he was an old school tough man and um and he would say shit like don't be bringing that sissy shit around here so you know what I didn't do? I said I wouldn't bring all sexy shit around there. So, so I think you, you know, in your head, and you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with, with, um, with people being gay, uh, with dudes being gay. That's their business. Just don't try to force that shit on me. That's what we, yeah, we have. Yeah, with me. Well, first of all, you that you you was fucking with them too, PTE. You was looking I was at their you were looking in his eyes.
4: <laughs> yeah, you, and you living up to that shit, you pretty motherfucker. The fuck <laughs> <come> <laughs> The
1: fuck You endorsing that shit. About wow.
3: <laughs> Aunt CPT said, hey, Jay, Gary Taylor and I are first cousins. Our dads were brothers. I'm going to tell you guys a true story. And Aunt, because Gary is your first cousin, You can come on Kings in the morning, come back and verify it. But I'm going to tell you guys the story. So I meet Gary Taylor in 91. I'm speaking at a a, a music conference in North Carolina, and Gary Taylor is there as well. And so Gary Taylor walks up to me and says, you're Jay King, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, man, I want to give you my album. So he gives me an album called Take Control. I get home, and I love listening to music. And so I put the album on, and I love the record. And so I call him. I call his, um, the number that's on his record, and it's his record company. And I leave a message. and says, this is Jay King. Gary Taylor gave me an album. I love the record. I just wanted to call and let him know. Um, and so, um, so he, um, so weeks later, he calls me and said, man, and, you know, Gary talk like this. Hey, Black.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm doing like it. Man, right. I was, uh,
3: I was surprised. That I was surprised that you called me. Appreciate that. So you, you listen to the music. I said, yes, sir. I, and I, I think it's a great record. Okay, right. On. I said, if you ever need anything, call me.
6: Yeah.
3: And we never talked again. And then, But let me hear, let you guys hear Take Control. This is the song I heard first.
0: Take Control. Take Control of my no, heart, thank you. baby. Shut up. mind the place Where I'm safe From all the complications Of forever where do I run Because my heart Is so connected To this thing Like that somehow so i somehow Gonna come to me Things I want, many times I end up on the getaway. It's you I need to show me where to go, what to do, because it feels like my direction will never last. Take control, take control of my heart, baby. Take control.
3: So this is the record that I listened to, and then I started listening, to, and so I love the album, so that's why I'm calling. So it's 1990 that this happens. It's two years later that Gary Taylor calls me, and he calls me, and he says, this is Gary Taylor calling for Jay King. Could you please have him give me a call back? It's kind of important. So I called him back, and I said, what's happening? By the way, um, Take Control was a big record in L.A. in different cities, but not the hit that it should have been because he was signed to an independent label um, What a guy, God, I can't remember the guy's name, but he and Gary had a falling out. So Gary now is with a label called Syndrome. And Syndrome has a guy named uh, Bobby Caldwell. And um, Henry, I'm going to tell you Henry's last name. But uh, uh, he owns Syndrome Records. Henry Marks owns. Um, Syndrome records And Gary and Henry Are having a problem Gary said that Henry isn't Accounting to him properly So he called me and he said Man
2: I've had this record I've got no accounting I don't know what's going on And uh, I need somebody to help me And everybody keeps telling me I should talk to you So um
3: so I know Henry, and I know Henry knows uh, um, Russ Regan, and Russ Regan and I are really good friends. So the first person i call is Mike Conception. And the reason why I call Mike Conception is because I know when I call Henry Marks, he's going to call Mike Conception, and they're going to try to put Mike Conception on me. So i call Mike and i say, yo, Mike, I'm going to tell you something. I'm getting ready to do something. And I know they gonna call you. And you know, me and you need to be on the same page. And I told Mike what the problem was, and he said, "Hey,
0: hey, hey, Jay, man, man, check this out. You my nigga. Man, man. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody make a go make against each other. Fuck, fuck
2: that, fuck, fuck, that. Me and you on the same page."
3: I said, "So, um, so you Gary Taylor's cousin? You motherfucking right? That's my cousin." So I call Russ Regan, and I say, Russ, Henry Marks has an album called Square One on a guy named Gary Taylor,
2: and he just called me. He just called me to help him with the situation. I don't know what's going on with him, but his cousin is Mike Conception. And so Mike is going to end up getting in this. I'm trying to stop it. You need to tell Henry Marks to give Gary Taylor his music back.
4: So
3: Russ Reagan calls Henry Marks. The next day, Gary Taylor calls me, and he said, Black, what did you do? I said, what are you talking about? He said, hey, man, I woke up, and all of my CDs and cassettes are on a pallet in my front yard. Let me I can get Gary Taylor, because I think y'all be thinking I be making shit up. I just wanted to tell you guys the shit that I say <laughs> when I say it's a true story. You guys can, y- y'all can, you guys can, can,
1: can
6: mm-hmm. check
3: it with anybody. I'm gonna try to call this nigga. He,
1: I didn't know Mike nephew was, he was his cousin you. though. I didn't know that. He's not his
3: cousin. Mike Conception ain't his cousin, but that's what oh, I said. Okay, that was, that was the game, same
1: page. Mike, Mike okay.
5: Conception made white people nervous. Let me see if like, you I'm sorry. So, I didn't even hear you say the guy's name. Are we talking Mike Conception were well, like all in the same gang, Mike Conception? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wheelchair <laughs> Mike Conception. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't, I wasn't going to so mention that. Take control, right? Thank you for bringing that up. I wasn't going to mention and, um, the wheelchair thing. So I
3: played take <laughs> control. And I said, I'm going to tell you guys a story about this record, about how I met Gary Taylor. And um, so I told him how you gave me the record in North Carolina, and then I, um, I called your record company and said how good it was, right? And then I'm telling the story about Henry Marks right now. Let me call
5: you back. I'm getting a delayed.
3: Okay. No, what I want to do is this. I'm going to call you from another number from the show because I think people be thinking I be making shit up, so I want you to be on. I want you to tell, tell them if i tell them when I'm lying, okay? So I'm gonna call you from another number. You, you're not gonna know what the number is because it's from the radio show.
2: Okay.
0: And
3: so when you guys, so when you guys are here, when I say black and all that stuff, you, say, you guys friend? know that I sound just like this nigga. All right, number, I'm calling you right now.
0: Oh,
2: is it not, is it not that? okay. Don't tell him. Don't tell him to Fred that because the fuck would be
1: honest. All right, he gonna um, get us all put on mute. Fred and is fucking up on you, Jay. Fred talking shit about you, Jay. Huh? Major huh? talking huh? shit. Fred talking shit about <laughs> you, Fred. You, you Jay. You
8: yeah, man.
4: Ali, you snitching like that guy in the uh, fanny Hello? trial?
7: Hello, uh, Gary, you there? Yeah, man. You there? Yeah, you there? He must
4: got some okay.
3: pop eyes on so, him. So, Gary, I'm at the. T- I'm at the point. I'm at the point where, so I call, so I call Russ Regan. Russ Regan calls. Um, so I've already told, I've already told Mike Conception that he's Gary Taylor's cousin because I know when white people, when they would use Mike Conception if somebody came at him. So now, yeah, the next morning, uh, Gary Taylor calls me
2: and says, "Black, what did you do?"
3: Because all of his CDs and cassettes on his front yard in pallets. How many how they, many units are there?
8: They were on uh they were in, in the driveway of uh of the building I was living in. And it's
6: <laughs> how it many, had to how be how
3: many units?
8: It, it had to be quite a few. I don't I didn't count them, but it was if they're on a pallet, you know it's more than one. It
3: was twenty thousand. <laughs> it was twenty thousand units. On a pallet? They hadn't done
0: shit.
8: Yeah.
3: They hadn't done shit. And so so, that's how me and Gary meet. Now, everybody that I know says to me, man, I don't know. Gary Taylor, man, I don't think you two, I don't know if you guys will get along. (laughs) I think y'all can bump here. Everybody say that. What do everybody say to you, Gary?
8: They told me to stay away from you. Oh, he's trouble, man. If you get with him you're gonna find yourself in trouble. <laughs>
6: Damn.
8: I love it. I love it. <laughs> we've been no. hanging we've been we've been hanging since since I no, forget no, what the meeting no. was. I forget what that was in North Carolina. I forget it, it was, it was a, some kind was a of a convention.
6: Conference.
3: It was a movie conference. And I was speaking. Okay, on yeah, I know it was a convention.
8: Where... Yeah.
3: Yeah, some kind of panel. So me and Gary, everybody told me that, man, he's hard to deal with. Okay, you and him, you guys are going to bump heads. So, so Gary has a lady that's working for her. I want to say her last name is Hilton. Am I right, Gary?
8: Uh, Maria, yeah.
3: Maria Hilton. Okay. And she wants, she wants Gary to release this record.
0: <laughs> she wants to
3: carry to release that record, and um, and and I'm listening to the record, and I'm and I say, I think you should release this record. <laughs>
2: I want to see it right there.
3: should release that record and so now there's a struggle because me and gary are just meeting each other but um but me and gary are talking every day and um and i think that gary senses that i'm really listening to his music and i'm a i'm a music guy i love music and gary i think gary goes back to the time when i called him I don't know him. I call his. I don't have his, his phone number. I have the record company number. I call a record company and leave a message about how good his record is. So now Maria Hilton is in a. She in, I'm not. I'm not instigating a fight with her, but she's instigating one with me. And she tells Gary, "It's either me or him."
8: And then what do you <laughs> tell her <them>, Gary? <laughs> She had to go. She had to find her way out of there.
3: <laughs> so, wow. so now me and Gary are joined at the hip. Now I'm gonna tell you guys something about Gary Gary Taylor. Gary Taylor is a even killed dude. You're not gonna get much from him up or down.
8: It's gonna be right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. He says. <laughs>
3: if you get anywhere outside of any of that, it's, it's a problem. So, so Gary Taylor boxes every day. Just an FYI. He boxes every day because Gary got some shit on him because this nigga was in the Vietnam War. Okay? <laughs> and,
8: it's called PTSD, um, man. <laughs> Post-traumatic stress.
3: So, so Gary, um, so Gary and I now we're Gary is the first smooth jazz radio, I mean smooth jazz radio artist to sell over a hundred thousand units. Up until him, nobody sold those kind of units. As a matter of fact, people didn't believe that we were selling those kind of units, but Gary Taylor was. So. Blind to it all, we get it on BET, we get it on KDLX, we get it on different radio shows, and it starts, it starts to grow. This is where the window I talk about. There was, there was a window for all this to happen. And a lot of times, y'all won't go through the window. You won't open it up. You won't, you won't go through it. You, you're, too, you're too afraid. Based on everything that was said, me and Gary, I don't I don't think me and Gary ever had a disagreement of any sort. Have we ever had a disagreement of any sort, Gary? No.
8: No. Nope. And it's and everything has been to the benefit of the history that we are now living, you know, from from yeah. that record from that record to six or seven more.
3: Gary needed me for one record. And that was the Blind To It All album. That was the square one. From that time forward, my job was only to be Gary's friend, and when he called me, to be available to him. And that's how we've operated
8: ever since. Ever since.
3: Gary Taylor took over his label. Gary Taylor runs his label to this day, one of the few independent artists that have over – about a dozen albums, right? Am I, am I right? No,
8: nine. Nine, you nine, okay.
3: So nine albums um, and continues to – so his cousin, his cousin is Skip Scarborough. That's his cousin. His cousin Anthony is listening to our show on Instagram. Your cousin Anthony is listening. he said that's my when I played your record, that's what made me call you
1: because I said, you know
3: what I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys because every now and then Gary I'll do these this is a this is a true story so i said let me get let me get I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if I can get Gary on the line so he can tell you Gary also wrote my heart uh and it just gets better with time for the whispers he wrote Good love for Anita Baker. Um, he's Tony, Uncle Jimmy's son.
1: Okay, I, I know, know who Tony is. Cousin. Yeah. Now They don't know
3: me by that. I, I, I,
1: yeah. I didn't know you was tomorrow's cousin either.
8: Uh, Skip's son, yeah.
1: Yeah, that boy's bad, too. He
8: ain't never did nothing, but this shit. He's, he's incredible, too. Yeah. Skip's son. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Jay and I go back, man, to, I'm trying to remember the name of that hotel because it was was something you and I talk about. I know that it began with an A, but I can't remember the name of it. But just that night, the, the, the craziness that was going on in the hallways or whatever and the excitement of people putting out new music and whatever. And me just, at that point, I was still at the time trying to be, just a good songwriter i put an album out because i couldn't get a deal so that's how a take control album happened the take control album actually happened in london england before it happened in the united states it actually went gold over in england before we decided wow. to do something here and and our problem my problem here was uh, people that th- thought they could just take your album and bootleg it and just put it out themselves and do whatever. And Jay brought all that stuff to a stop, a screeching halt <laughs> in a very unique way. And it's not every day you wake up and find, you know, the answer to your complaint sitting in your driveway saying, okay, the, the problem problem is over. It's over.
3: Gary called me. It was the funniest call because, you know, like I said, Gary is um. He's so even killed
2: And he said, what did you do, Black? I said, what? He said, uh, I've got
8: um, several thousand CDs and cassettes in my driveway. Home pallets property. of it. <laughs> Where are we
3: going to power?" And I said, we're going to send it over to Rainbow Records. And we sent it over to Rainbow Records.
8: <laughs> That's funny. We had to destroy well, the out. stuff that was that was bootlegged and produce our own, put our own out and all of that was yeah, done. We, we made our
3: own cover. So the cover you see is the cover we made because yeah. the cover that they had we didn't like it. So we took, At all. We, we destroyed all the covers, made a new cover. And Henry Marks hated me from that day forward. Yeah,
6: thank you. Yeah.
3: Stephanie told kind of, said I probably was one of the first to buy that one, to buy one. But Gary Taylor, if you um, you want to hear some great music, Jeff, I know you love music. Uh, Gary Taylor, you can't. He don't know how to make a bad record. It ain't. It ain't in his genes. He don't know what to do, uh, when it comes to making
0: Mm -hmm. that's my shit
1: right there that's the one
0: What you want to do gotta be a way To get on with your love you got to live by your It's just fine It should be baby. And all that other weakness You wanna reach out I'm giving up on of someone else. How we have when we have when we way Maybe you brought this on yourself. you
6: to be to
3: Gary Taylor. So Gary, you're not hearing what they're hearing because I'm playing uh-huh. it on my um, on my speaker. They're hearing the music pure because they're hearing it on Instagram. And Facebook. I hear. So they're you. getting the real to the um But this is um these are different albums. This is from the um eclectic volcanic
4: album.
0: the skin that you're in, my eyes fall upon you, feeling lost in a haze. when this days in focus, is a smile on your face, under the color, down to the bone. My queen of... Oh. Woman of color. Tell me the secret of the ways that you move. Eclectic bullshit. Good morning, Del Bernie. To the woman. Yeah, Brian, we played your record. Honey will become spelling with the speak of all the beauty dark as the dark. Call me with a flash of rain. It's the color you are. If it needs no explanation how you come so far. <laughs> at the end of the world I could up against you in some of those
1: um,
3: Barry, Mr. Elias said, does he have any new projects coming out? Are you working on any new
8: stuff? Um, I'm, I'm looking at doing some stuff that's, that's actually retro, going back to, uh, because songs of the 80s are making noise at, at the Spotify level with a lot of young kids. I'm looking at going back to some songs I did uh, for A and M records that were never released, and just putting them out there so that people can have a tie. There's a big jump from 1983 to 1990 when you and I, you know, did the Take Control Square One when we started our run with Morning Crew Records. There's a big jump, so I'm just bringing out um, some stuff from the '80s that's going to show that, you know, as a as a desirous songwriter which is what I was. I just wanted to really just write music like my cousin, Skip. Skip um, you know, Scarborough, who uh, he's uh, talking about.
3: By the way, yeah, Daybreak it, said, um, Daybreak said, sounds good on IG. I'm yeah. about to say he my cousin, too. Jeff Carlin said, I'd say it, but nobody would believe me. Jeff Carlin is a little white guy.
8: Hey. <laughs> he looked at my family tree, and went back to the slave owners, he'd probably find he's accurate, very accurate. But uh, the thing is, is Jay, is, is what I gained from hanging with you in the very beginning was just having one person, just having one person believe in what you believe about yourself is enough to get you through through the rest of your life, really the rest of your life I mean to have fans and to have you know world recognition and I have to honestly say I've been going through some things uh in recent times that really opened my eyes to the fact that I have world recognition it's pretty amazing because it's not what I sought to do I sought to just write some great songs and be like in the background but when you're forced to sing your stuff and your people like your voice you know you just keep going you keep doing it. So at some point, I am going to do some new music, man. I mean, I'm, I've been doing it. I did a, you know, just for no other reason, did a Christmas song last year. People like it. So I'm just like, let me just look at doing another album and see what happens.
6: Yeah, yeah you, you don't sound, sound like, like you lost Sir, your Sir voice, Fitcher.
8: Gary. Sir Fitcher, no, I did I I, um, I, Gary, I want you to perform at
3: Newport Beach or Long Beach Jazz Festival. You
8: know, who's saying this? Fish a lot. A, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, i I'm open to that, but I don't know that I'm open to um, there's a strange thing when you're satisfied with what you're satisfied with. I'm very happy and satisfied with being a songwriter. I've always been a walking question mark with regards to me as an artist, because I never sought the accolades or the applause or the love that comes with being an artist. It, to me, I have um, – I call it the Naomi Osaka syndrome. I have the problem with accepting, um, you know, that much love from outside of things I don't, I don't, you know, comprehend or that I'm not used to. And what happens is, is you just get overwhelmed by it. It becomes very stressing. You get overwhelmed by it when you have people coming at you at all directions. There are people that are made for the stage and and people that, you know, they – they do their absolute best when they're on stage. when I'm on stage performing, I can do what I do, and I can do it well, but I won't ever say that I'm totally comfortable with being up there and being looked at and uh, you know applauded and you know even after you're done with the stage, just having to take pictures and sign CDs and do things for people that love your music. I never really opened my that particular door and walked through it it's It's been there. But um, it's been there in spite of what my thoughts or feelings are.
3: Um, Grace, who was also military, she said it's the PTSD. She suffered from it as well. And uh, she's fully, um, she's got uh, full benefits because of it.
8: Yeah, I mean, I'm battling. I'm having that battle with, I'm having that battle with the VA. But it'll, it you know, it, it can wreck your life. If you let it, it can wreck your life. I've been blessed enough to have a pretty normal life, but I have my moments when, you know, when you just, you don't even understand why you're doing what you're doing. It can it can definitely mess with you. So you got to to the voice of
3: Gary Taylor. I see somebody call from a 111 number. Uh, is that you, um, Donald Grammer?
2: Absolutely. If, if, if anyone can talk about Gary Taylor, real music lovers know Gary Taylor, and I put emphasis on the word real. He's truly the Prince of our time, and that is putting him up there because Prince is a genius, and so is Gary Taylor. He's one. He's 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 released immeasurable. He has he has numerous releases to include other people he's worked with. Such as the ones you've mentioned, The Whispers, Anita Baker, Ray Parker Jr. Taylor is truly brilliant and deserves mad accolades. You can call me brown nosing if you will, but I've purchased many of his stuff, so you truly uh, um,
3: Gary. Let me. I think that, look, Gary. Let me. Um. Let me translate what he just said. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> nom, nom.
6: <laughs> yes, and Donald uh, you,
5: and Donald Grammer, we do not use the term kneecap we do not turn, use the term brown noser. It is kneecap sucking.
0: That is a <laughs> <laughs> I, I've spent I've
2: spent a many a hard earned dollar on Gary Taylor. Gary Taylor is one of the of uh, one of the composers of our time. He's He's truly, truly brilliant, and genius, and genuine, in what he does. I'm just sorry I've never seen any of his concerts, but his recordings are fantastic. If 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 I'm uh, giving him the compliment he deserves. I he's mean, what that, boils, 15, what that
8: boils what that boils down to, and Jay knows this to be true, is when you absolutely love what you do. It doesn't have a beginning. And it doesn't have an ending. It is a part of what you are. It has always been you. And if you love it to that degree, a lot of times what my love and my passion for what I do gets taken, as it was taken by a lot of record companies, gets taken as anger. And it's not anger. I'm just passionate about what I do. Jay and I are both passionate about music. It doesn't have to be our song. It can just be a great song. You know, right. we share each other we share other songs with each other. It isn't just our stuff. It's just we're passionate about music and a lot of people take that passion as, you know, some kind of hostility or anger because they haven't seen that kind of energy, but it is that energy, that no end and no oh. beginning, uh, energy that brings music to life, man. Without it we'd Mr. be listening to nothing.
3: L E S um have a question. He said, Is there a muse? behind your music
8: no not really not really i mean it's you know i'll tell you gary
5: to hear you i was i'm sorry gary i was just going to say to hear you talk about your passion about that and jay king i know so i know his passion for it but you know what you sound like something jay king said a long time ago you almost feel like without music you're not breathing
8: It is – It is. I saw a clip the other day on IG of uh, Miles Davis being interviewed by one of the – Morley Safer or one of the guys from 60 Minutes or something like that. And he sat there and said – the guy asked him, is there ever a time music – you know, you're not thinking about music? And Miles said, no, I'm thinking about it right now, in the middle of an interview. He said, I'm thinking about it right now. It never stops. It doesn't. So – I take that as a blessing, man, and and just run with it because we're only going to be here, we're only going to be on the planet yeah. for the time we're slated to be on the planet, and and the essence of our having been here is going to be heard, found, and discovered through the music we leave, and that's that's been the bigger blessing, to be able to leave something behind that, you know, moves people's hearts or provokes their thoughts or whatever. So, yeah.
3: So um, definitely I'm, I'm, glad that, um, I'm glad I called you, Gary. I'm glad you picked up. You know, you guys, Gary, don't pick up the phone. That's why I had to call him on my phone first, because if I had called him on this
2: phone, he wouldn't have picked up.
8: It would have been ringing.
2: <laughs>
8: it would still be ringing. Part of being a musician is, is having many nights where you don't sleep because you're just up writing, and you don't write. You know, to a time schedule or anything, it's a sun up to sundown kind of experience. You write until the song is done. So, so phone doesn't get picked up a lot at all.
3: So, um, so I'm going to South Africa. To, I'm going in May and I'm going in August from, for J King for, for J King songs. So they asked me, who would you want to come to South Africa with you? And I said Gary Taylor. So I called Gary and I said, Gary, you want to go to South
1: Africa? And he said, I'm going to pass,
6: black. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: whole lot of people say. Good morning, Brian Buchanan.
8: <laughs> I have to but pass right. on that one, black man. Love South Africa. They've been a huge, huge world base for me. Sold a lot. There are times I look at royalty statements and there's more going on in South Africa than in the United States it's just it's hard to to even understand how that continent being that far away can absorb what we're doing here you know what, what I'm doing in LA and, and have an impact and I mean a, a world impact to the degree that we ended up in I think 19 different countries in Africa as a result of South Africa which is crazy. Crazy but a good crazy.
6: Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, so um we're glad to see Jay great to, we are glad to you did it too, Jay. Oh are oh, they're glad that I called you, yeah. And they're glad to you I'm headed to Africa in April. What part of Africa are you headed to, um, Rodney? It's it's a long it is a long trip, Janet but um but I circumvent the trip by flying to Atlanta and from Atlanta to Johannesburg, and that's just a, a straight 16-hour flight, which is easy. So you're flying 21 hours. Um, yeah. You're flying five hours to Atlanta, and then um, 16 hours to Johannesburg. It's a lot easier that way, and um, and it's a lot more comfortable on Delta and fly, at least fly comfort, but I try to fly,
2: I fly business.
3: Janet Marie, if you stay over in, um, if you fly to Paris, it's a 10-hour flight from South Africa to Paris, and then a 12-hour flight from Paris back to the western part of the United States. So, yeah. um, somebody I'm making a stay over to in Paris. Yeah. Good morning, Rosanna Owens,
1: huh? somebody a sandwich in the background I can hear him scraping the the I heard it too back there licking the plate
0: get it all (laughs) let me tell you
3: what's interesting is that these guys do this show every day and you would think that because these guys do this show every day they would know not to cook during the show, not to dig in their butt during the show, not to scratch their <laughs> ass. But you know, with, with, you know, um, not to sniff a snot. But they do all that <laughs> shit during the show. Mm-hmm.
1: We when you, you got know. Gary Taylor on, they gonna make a sandwich or a hamburger or something like that, Jay.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs>
5: You're so right, Ali. That made all the sense in the world. <laughs>
8: <laughs> That's unique.
3: But you know, you, but you know, who I'm gonna take to South Africa in, uh, instead, instead of Gary Taylor. Sean Rayford. I'm gonna take Sean Rayford. Yeah, I'm gonna call him today. I I, I yeah. called them and said, um, "Do you need a bodyguard? Yeah. I'll go." Good morning, John Beckman.
4: Good morning. Good morning, Mister Gary.
6: Yeah, Friday.
4: Friday. Um,
3: um, airline I used to fly. Yeah, KLM. Um, to fly to South Africa. Uh, to fly to South Africa, uh, brother Youssef. I fly Delta. They have the most comfortable flight for me. Flying when I'm going from Atlanta. No, nope, bringing Sean Rafer. because because Lucky ain't ready yet. You got to you got to be you got to be ready to put put it on the wood, you know. Um, so let me just tell you let, let me tell you why um, let me tell you why, Mr. Les. Because um, to, yeah. for that opportunity, you got to be willing to do the other things that go with it. Otherwise, it's a, wasted, it's, a, it's a waste of opportunity. And I got to go with the guy who I think is going to make the most of the opportunity. I think
6: yeah.
3: Sean Rayford would be the one who would the most in himself.
2: Okay. Yeah, both of them.
3: So this yeah. motherfucker, pray I know he's not exactly on mute. his dumb ass. It's now his dumb ass. That's phone. why I put his dumb ass on mute. I put his dumb ass on mute. Come on, when you hear about, um, yeah, I need a sandwich with, with five pieces of meat on it. I know my stomach oh, hurt.
6: Okay.
3: <laughs> I know my stomach. I I know I got a tummy ache.
6: <laughs> Man.
3: but, but my, my stomach. Jerry, I'm not trying to hold you. I when you um. This show gets stupid. because um, these guys—they
8: don't yeah, want to do not be. Yeah, I'm actually getting ready to jump off because I'm expecting a call. You know, I'm in some—you know me—some legal action. So I'm expecting a call from my attorney this morning. We got a—we got a good thing going on, man. I'll have to let you break the news when it happens. Uh, when it's yeah. final, yeah. let it, let you break the news from your show so people will understand why you have to. You have to if you're going to get in the ring, don't bring any white towels. Get in there and fight.
2: Don't be ready yeah, to throw it in.
8: That's right. Don't bring any white towels. Just get in the ring and go. But I love you, brothers. Good talking to you, man. And you and I will talk soon, Jay. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Good love you,
3: man. Christian. Keep safe. Bye,
4: Gary. All right. It would have been fortunate if he would have told you before you John, brought the white man you sound to sound Super show White.
1: Game. Hi, Mr. Gary. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, lives, uh, he lives in Southern California. Gary, I don't know if you guys can hear that Gary is a recluse. Recluse, sir.
1: Always, recluse. Ha-
3: al- always has been.
1: He like Jesse Johnson.
6: Thanks. Like Howard Hughes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's like more how we use it. Now let's say that, yeah. now I thought Fred was sick. Fred, so Fred, you sick, but you're not. You're not so sick that you can't fuck off the show,
6: huh? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, he when took, took his t- tummy
3: medication. Okay, Jay, I
4: just I just want to be cal- I just want to be calm. I'm just listening to the show, Jay.
3: No, but you're making noise, Fred. We can hear all the shit you're doing. Why don't you put yourself on mute?
4: Well, my doctor called Jay, and uh, it came off mute. And just let me yeah. just lay here and listen at your ass. Just be quiet. He, he
0: said, on. He <laughs> said that. <so he laughs> my doctor you he called listening? at my ass. <laughs> What's going on with you? Said, oh, his doctor, I think your ass his makes noise, called,
1: Jay, if he's going to listen.
0: His What's
5: doctor called and said, listen, I need, you to, I need you to take two of these and go disrupt Kings in the morning. <laughs>
1: right, right, exactly. And, and listen <laughs> to Jay King's up. ass. By the way, uh,
3: John Beckman, uh, uh, Jeff Carlin said John did pull out that white as fuck card.
4: There
3: he did. <laughs> I to Hi,
4: Hi Mr. Gary. <laughs> Hi, I have a I have a bed in
8: Vegas for you.
6: <laughs> if you need a place to stay, you're always welcome. <laughs>
3: You know what? Um, one of these days, I think I'm going to write a book about some of my stories. Cause I got to write cause I gotta, because I can tell you guys about the time when I was at Rick James' house and he said he was going to tie me to a t- chair and just blow smoke in my face because I didn't want to go in the studio when he was in the studio because they were smoking weed.
1: <laughs> yeah. I find some shit he would say. That time you went to the OG oh, party out, and you, you turned around and walked and back out. out. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> crazy party, crazy Rick James party. Look like Caligula walking in. Did Rick
4: James smoke smoke more
3: weed than I did, Jay? Way. You guys smoke. You guys smoke the same amount of weed. <laughs> he
6: there was be- never Ooh, a
2: time the
1: when then. Rick
3: didn't have a joint in his mouth. Never a time.
1: Well, we was like, Rick
0: well, James? I, 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 I wouldn't
3: Rick. do a tell-all book, Janet Marie. I wouldn't do a tell-all book.
0: Was Rick James ever I sober? Like,
3: yeah, yeah, Rick was. Um, when he, when he first when he first got out of the heart surgery, Rick um all he did was he didn't do he never did drugs again. All he did was um, smoke weed. I mean, he didn't do you know heavy drugs because the doctor told him I was there. I was there in the room when the doctor told him that if he wasn't as strong a man as he was, that he would have died that instead of he had a light stroke. But he was only getting twenty five percent of the blood required pumping through his heart.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I was I was in the room. I was in the room when the doctors when the doctor came in at Cedar Sinai and when he walked in, he asked us to leave because they were getting ready to have a private conversation. And Rick said, no, everybody in this room is family. They can all stay. And he told Rick he had a 50, 50 chance of living five years if he changed his life 180
5: degrees. You, you heard that, Yusef Kente? You got a chance of being smart again. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: I'm smoking my weed.
6: <laughs> Smoke weed
5: I thought you,
2: every I thought day. You were on a, I thought you were on a hiatus. Is that over? There's there's, yeah. there's hope for everyone. I, you I
6: got a 50
3: percent no, um, chance of getting back Johnny to Johnny Guitar Bowl. Watson used to come. Johnny Guitar Watson used to come to my house all the time in the Hollywood Hills.
7: Johnny Guitar Watson
3: out. came to my house because I didn't get high or nothing. So Johnny Johnny would bring. <laughs> <laughs> so johnny used to come to my house because i used to have because girls women would be at my house they go to my pool and hang out and stuff like that and you know and it'd be um
1: beautiful women <laughs> so you had, you had to, your own little you know, james party then is what you're saying james. no no not no no yeah, just, you did. Cool,
3: just hanging out and stuff and and um and johnny used to say i love the scenery so uh, <laughs> one day, one day he, know, that he brought Bobby Womack. He brought Bobby Womack up to the house, and Bobby Womack is not wow. that
1: crazy motherfucker. Bobby Womack is wow. wild. That's a crazy hey, motherfucker, hey, uh, man. He used to work in my studio a lot. Who? What, what, what's she about? What? What's she about? You know,
3: he'll he, he put his Mac hand on anything.
1: Yep. He's wild. That's what you said about Steve Harvey and Cat Williams,
0: nigga. <laughs> I didn't... Are
3: you talking about... come talking about Chance. PTE. PTE, he back on you again.
1: I know he's fucking with P-T-E. me. It's okay.
3: PTE wanted no, to get about, about I knew, that.
1: I knew Bobby Warm, Warmack very well. He used to use my studio a lot. That dude was crazy. He was crazy. Bobby Womack,
6: you dumb. <laughs> You're ass, ass mother nigga. Mother you said
4: that the last week or a month ago
0: about you somebody else coming find out you didn't even know him. you were talking about game. the, the fucking other motherfucker. Well,
3: take some P- peptofizemal, man. <laughs> you don't feel it. Red Bucket took peptofizemal. His stomach
1: ain't hurt no more. Good morning, <laughs> Thursday. PTE, who didn't you know? I don't know. No, there
3: was a
4: girl called Zofaround. Zulfa, it's Zulfa round. Up. You
3: take it and you put it under your tongue, and then you just have to lay still. Okay. And be quiet. So your tummy, your, tummy,
0: your the tummy ain't having them, the baby in him. He's just a baby. He's Jeez. just a baby, baby, baby. Just come from it. All the tum tum. All the tum tum. All the tum tum feel better now. The little baby tum tum feel better? Should the little baby tum tum feel better? <laughs> Fred, do you have an ulcer, Fred?
4: Is that what you have? You have an ulcer?
3: I'm, I'm Thurston Bilal. The message for oh, today no. is um, when the window's open, you better go through it because the window only stays open for a short period of time. Take advantage of the windows mm-hmm. that open in your life. A lot of people, uh, they want to go through the window, but it's too late.
2: That's the message for today. Fred could never fit through the window.
7: Thank you,
3: Abby. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You'd be surprised at how ball. wide that window can get when it's your time. That's You're why ball.
0: that's
3: why boy I gotta window. go back I gotta go back to him and I gotta tell him, Hey Ricky. You know, Ricky Jones. Don't man don't do. Mm. Make today the day that you decide that you're going to invest everything you got in you and invest it in this song. Turn away. Take the tender away, turn
0: away, turn away, don't say if you know it's going to hurt me. Say, Amen. Goodbye. Your voice your face. Me. My wife is so your love, just don't your you don't know what it's like think, don't let your make it's just time, it's just window, it's open. <laughs> <laughs> sacred space that we share. Think love and yeah, Listen okay. to me. Thirsty yeah. oh, 62 dream. at gmail.com. Your yeah. give me the green light. Green light. Okay.
3: God damn, that's a bad, I wish I wrote it. When you know a song is bad, when you say, God damn it, I wish I wrote that. My name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Graham Cracker Davis, Yusef Kente, Brother Revan Ali, Simi Braxton, Reese on the Radio, um, um, Dr. Dre with the high top fade, PTE, Snitchy Smurf, Big Fred, Chocolate Peach, Prada, uh, Donald Grammer, and John Beckman telling you to get busy living because you're going to have enough time dying. Coming up next is the third what? hour of power. Big Charles. What about Big Charles? What about Big Charles? He's not here. I don't see Big Charles. He's not here.
0: The, okay, J- King network, yeah, where the, where the J King Network where the like like people you know, like come together. The J King Network where the people come together. come together. That King where the people come together.
1: Big, nigga, you the only thing big here, nigga. What are you talking about? Nigga, you ain't on tune with you. You must be high too, nigga. And hit you some motherfucking weed. Some of that Johnny Guitar Watson weed, he didn't pass your way, nigga. I'm lost.
7: He's come flumpled. He's under the
1: weather. That nigga ain't under the weather. that nigga's under them motherfucking Twinkies and bacon he ate last night. All of them. Cups. That's what happened.
6: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, when,
1: pork.
5: when you hit a that certain nigga. age and a certain weight, everything kind of you know kind of goes. You eat just No, one no, one you, one guy, got,
1: you got time to Reese, do it. It's is, just a where, mindset? Where, Reese, Reese. where
4: is Mary today? Uh, can
3: you get her on the line? And we're worried about her.
1: And when she's fine, nigga. don't worry about worry fine. about yourself, nigga. It's your ass.
4: Oh, you fat dough boy. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he said, "I'm not alone." He said, "I'm not alone, fat dough boy. So wait a minute. So did anybody ain't, watch the testimony
3: yesterday?
1: What you said, it, uh, there you I, go. There you go. You want to talk? To, that's what you want to talk about. And if we don't talk about that, yes, because Potter mentioned it earlier. Potter mentioned it earlier. I'm just saying what Potter said.
6: Go ahead. Well, Lee, I was uh, just
1: wondering. No, I just you wanted to the any bitty babies too. Uh, I was just wondering why we can't talk well, about Trump today. You know, girl.
0: <laughs> about Trump. I don't want to talk about Trump.
5: I hate, I hate talking about Trump. That shit is a fucking terrain. I don't even. I tried my best not to talk about Trump on
0: my show.
1: Hey, you talk about anybody- Trump, nigga.
0: I you showed videos longer. about
1: Trump yesterday, nigga. I seen you had video. You let Trump talk for itself on your show, Reese. That's right. That's all I... Yo, listen to me. Trump, <laughs> is,
5: perfect. Trump is his own soundbite. He does not need my help. Oh. Uh,
6: I've seen did that soundbite Anybody watch people? the testimony or not? These
5: black people. Did
6: anybody <laughs> watch his testimony?
5: Tell,
6: Tell him how you longer. like what
5: he said. Like,
1: how, how Trump said black more. people on your video, Reese.
5: Oh, I love the way he says that. He goes, the black, the black. I love the way he says that. The blacks, the black people.
1: That <laughs> motherfucker's crazy.
5: He is crazy. So, Carter, did you, you watched it? I need, I need to hear your assessment because I can talk about that all day. But what did you get from Terrence Bradley?
4: Man, that thing was, that was wild. I, I, at first, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I, I, I think, man, Fannie Willis and them just need to just drop from this thing, man. Because more and more people keep getting drawn into this, and it's not a good look. That dude who testified yesterday—I think his his career is about over.
5: Isn't? It? Like
4: what the fuck?
1: Isn't it,
5: dude? And that's—you <laughs> know what? Can I tell you? Can I tell you what I think? For those of you who watched it, What's I'm up? just going to give my opinion. If you don't agree, I, I totally accept that, but this is coming okay, straight Okay, well, come from on, me.
1: nigga. Tell us, nigga.
5: He mentioned, he, the, 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 the attorneys kept mentioning that he got this phone call from a fraternity brother. They didn't go to college mm-hmm. together. They're just in the same, they pledged in the same fraternity. But anyway, right. he's a mutual friend of both of them, Terrence Bradley and Nathan Wade. And he got a phone call from him where he was reminded of his privilege, so to speak. Here's what I believe truly happened on that phone call. And it went like this. Yo. Listen up. Fannie and Nathan are trying to take down that evil white man, Donald Trump. And because of you, they may be stricken from this case. If you think that you're going to survive as a lawyer or as anybody in the city of Atlanta or in Fulton County, being the black man that helped this bigot, this racist, take down two prominent black people— you can forget about it. You'll have to move your, you might as well have to change your name. If you don't do whatever you gotta do to protect them, you're finished here.
1: I believe and they that said that. Pretty,
5: I you, believe you, that's but, right. the
1: phone call. But this but this is the other part too. And you've been yeah, over no. there fucking her and you've been over there fucking her too, nigga. You don't
0: want that to come out.
7: <laughs> 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 oh my God. No
0: so you, you, Potter, know, do, and, and,
4: do, you know the weirdest the weirdest thing about this is I didn't know this. But that dude went up and testified, and he was for a while. He was his buddy's, Nathan Wade's attorney, in his divorce case, and he knew that they were bringing this case against his client. He called the woman, the the prosecutor,
7: and told her
4: everything. Told her that you know when they was when they they met and everything, and then when she get on the stand, she she turned around on him and make and said. Don't you remember? You told me this. Don't you remember? I was like, why is why are you telling the prosecution that? this is supposed to be your buddy and your client, and you're snitching but you on know, him You don't to know hurt. why he
5: was. Do, you don't know why he was doing it.
4: Because he wanted don't a little know bit he, of that flat back. No, there's get a help.
6: whole, there's a
5: whole, no, there's a whole background. Here's what happened. So he and Nathan Wade used to be partners. Nathan Wade got him a contract with Fannie Willis once she became DA. In 2022, he, got, he gets kicked off out of the, of the building. Why? Because somebody who was an employee there and a client of theirs accused him of sexual assault. And he felt that was unfairly like charged to him where he had to leave and leave that employee $20,000 in escrow. Yeah. So when he, got yep. the word, when he got the word from Ashley Merchant, one of the defense attorneys, about her finding out about their affair – he wanted to pay Wade back. He was like, yeah, F them. I'm got- you know what? He kicked me out. He accused me of sexual assault. I- He's going to get here. Get- and then he got the phone call where it was, yo, you're going to be the dude that gave Donald Trump a win here. And they're always going to remember that you took out two prominent black people in Atlanta. Your name, no one will ever, ever hire you and we we'll blackball you in Atlanta, which is why he got there even after all the information he gave to Ashley Merchant. He gets on the stand and starts pretending, oh, I don't remember if I said that, Oh, that, uh, attorney-client privilege, because he's busted. And it doesn't matter what yeah, he did was- yesterday, it, it, the, the case is done. That
4: dude was sweating like
5: hell. Wasn't he sweating? Ooh. I was like, man. Woo. Woo, he was well,
0: hey, nothing. Of big, no offense,
5: he's a big, damn. he's a big boy. He probably sweats in considerably cool temperatures anyway. But he was on the hot <laughs> <high> seat. <yesterday. laughs>
6: he was, <laughs>
4: he was on the hot seat, and he was sweating. I was like, damn. Like, but he, hey, yo, that that whole thing is just wild, man. When I when she starts saying, didn't you tell me this? Didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell me they had sex in the office? At the the evidentiary office, not just at her office. Man, I was like, man.
5: No, no, in the office that she was renting out, that was the office she was renting out before she became district attorney, which again proves the point. He said he knew that they were together when she had an office in another part of the building. So he knew that, he said, because he got that information from Nathan Wade, which everybody knows at the time when she had that office, she was not district attorney because her office is at, the, is at the district attorney's office. Why would she be in an office in their building while she was district attorney? So it clearly happened before they said it happened. So then she's done, no matter what. And they lied under oath. Now, all three of them are getting, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not Fanny. I don't. Nathan Wade is, though. Nathan Wade's getting disbarred. That's beyond a shadow of a doubt in my book. He will be the sacrificial lamb, but she's a black woman, and she'll get every empathy and and sympathy known to man to make that allow her to keep her law license. They're not going to run the risk of that blowback if they if they cause her to lose her law license.
4: I I just I really don't understand why they why everybody's doubling down and about to get disbarred when they could have, when Nathan Wade could have just stepped away from this whole thing, from the jump. That's what he, he had He
6: could have just said, do. look,
4: this is, this, this is just too much attention. This is going to jeopardize the case, you know, and I'm just going to step down, you know, because of the appearance, the way it looks, and I'm just going right. to step down. No, him and Fanny doubled down. They're like, no, nah, we're going to take, yeah, we, we gave you that money, and you said, <laughs> it's it just, I'm just like, wow, man, this is.
5: This is just there are two key factors to that Potter. It is called arrogance and stupidity. Both of them are guilty of it. They're not smart enough to know that the writing's on the wall, and they're running the risk of their reputation. But if you've been led to believe that this is just the way it is, business as usual in Atlanta. And the sad part is, is that you know, look how much. If you really, I've been going to the Atlanta, uh, at the Atlanta Fox and the Atlanta News First and Eleven Alive. I've been on their websites for the last couple of months now. I follow everything in Atlanta now. There is so much corruption happening in Atlanta. It's horrible. And the scary part about it is and this is the part that people get upset at me, but don't blame me because it's them doing it. But people said that Atlanta became the black Wall Street, and for some odd reason everything went to shit. And I keep saying to myself, look, correlation and causation are not always the same, but you can't sit up here and tell me that for the betterment of the, uh, of Atlanta, you made it a chocolate city, and then everything went south, everything completely fucked up. Why is that? Why didn't things get better? They claimed that if we hired more black people that you know there'd be no systemic racism, there'd be no more bigotry, the, the, the city would be run better. And we get there, and we got 18 prisoners dying in two years under their custody at the Fulton County Department of Corrections. It's an investigation that no one has been able to find out why. And then you've got this corruption inside. There are whistleblowers, black whistleblowers, inside the district attorney's office who are now coming forward to, um, to go after Fannie Willis to say that this woman has been misappropriating funds for things that involve young at-risk children. That they're, that they're literally taking federally, federal funds and they're spending it on themselves on iPhones and vacations. That the people have turned this shit into their piggy bank how the hell do you go on seven vacations in 5 months anybody here done that
4: no
6: okay uh,
4: yeah but but it's just corru- it, you know it's just
5: good old corruption man it's not really a
6: race It is. Thing, it's co-
5: just, exactly you're exactly
4: it's right just good it's old just good old
5: corruption that's exactly what it is it has nothing to do with the color of anybody's skin corrupt people do corrupt shit and these people are corrupt
7: Could it be, though, a third consideration that somewhere there's bigger payout for being a a sacrificial, um, I think I said lamb chop? Like, basically, (laughs) you mentioned before King Reese that, um, you know, they don't have, like, usually successful careers. However, you know, playing off of their color and playing off of actually some implied bias, people think, you know, like you're saying, most black folks in certain professions don't deserve to be there. Then, you know, I don't know why you'd want to try this anyway. They it wasn't it was never going to work type of thought. So could it be that there's a bigger payout? Because why sacrifice? I mean, I, I get the corruption, I get the ignorance part, and I'm not even knocking that. But I'm saying, could you be even more ignorant to say, I'll take a bigger payout for for the sacrifice of my career and 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 um, perceived integrity?
4: I wish I could say that that would be That was the case But it just doesn't seem to be It just When you're When you've been doing this stuff for so long I think it's just how you are It's just like It just becomes a party That's just who you are as a person And you can't change it And if you think you're running things And you've been scarfing off money for so long And you know We've seen the same with You know mobsters in the past People from the mob They would do the same thing you know, it's just human nature, I think. I don't
5: know. Well, look, Nathan Wade and, and Fannie Willis, if you're the type of person where you feel like other people are getting over and you're not, and trust me, I've been in the business long enough where I've seen people behave in that way, right? You, there's a little bit of, like, professional jealousy that will make a person either work harder or cut corners. And I always hearken back, I think I talked about it here once. I know I talked about it on TIC, but everybody remembers Barry Bonds. And they were like, you know, Barry Bonds, the accusation was that he started juicing up and his head grew three sizes in a year and a half, and he bulked up like crazy. But his, in a Playboy interview, His ex-lover or ex-mistress did an interview uh, with Playboy magazine. And in the interview, she breaks down a night in 1998, and I'll never forget this night because I watched it live on television. There was a professional Major League Baseball game on Fox. It was between the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. The two people who were on that game, the reason why it was being broadcast, in the middle of the season, it was not like a playoff or anything like that. it was a regular game, had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire on both of those teams respectively. And the both of them were going for the home run championship over Roger Maris. I'm a big baseball fan, so this was a huge deal to anyone watching baseball. It was an absolute no-consequence game, but it was because the two of them were so close to beating that record. And the mistress is in Playboy magazine talking about that night and how all the attention was on this game. And Barry Bonds was in her home fuming at the attention that the two of them were getting. They're barely that good of players. They're barely that good of defensive players. I'm this, I'm that. Look at my stats. He was really furious. And it was the years after that, Barry Bonds started bulking up after 1998. And he immediately alleged had started taking supplements. And then, you know, that, so when you start listening to that, guys like Jose Canseco talk about that as well. Aaron Rodgers never thought that he got the accolades that he could. He starts using steroids, and then he gets the biggest contract in baseball history at the time with the Texas Rangers. As soon as you start hearing all these stories about why these guys are cutting corners, it's always because of some professional envy or jealousy that they feel like they're not getting the accolades as they want. So either they work harder or they cheat. I think Fannie Willis, in this case, saw the professional sort of, you know, challenges that she had in there, and she saw everybody else getting theirs. And she said, fuck that. When I get in power, I'm going to get mine too.
7: Well, where's her good yeah, friends? To to speak to her a word of wisdom. Like, she's not going to get anything in the end where are those folks
0: they decided
4: not to call her to the as a witness
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah this, i mean women? it's but what if you only i don't see black women doing mm-hmm.
4: that. Sorry.
5: that's I right don't. that's the um, good point remember in order things. for you to have in order for you to have that point of view you have to be in an echo chamber of people who agree with you right mm. if one of her friends had turned around and said but fanny you want to be a person of integrity, and all the girl, all our other girlfriends are going, nah, fuck that. You got to get yours. They gonna get theirs. That's you'll sooner start hanging. You'll sooner stop hanging out with that person who tells you that you need to have integrity and start listening. What do, what do girls always say, right? When guys break up with a girl, guys always say, the reason why we broke up is because he had, she had all of the, her friends in her ear calling me a no good this and a no good that. I'll never forget when I, this girl, Brittany, that I was dating. She loved jewelry, and I hated shopping for jewelry. And I bought her a a gold necklace with her name on it um, at a jewelry shop at the mall because I didn't know what to buy and I didn't know where to buy it. And I wasn't making a shitload of money, but I just bought it. When I bought it for her and she opened it up, she had the most gleaming goddamn smile. Thank you. The whole nine yards gave me a little nookie and was so happy about it. It was less than 24 hours. She hung out with her girlfriend, Nicole, who looked at it and said, that looks cheap. The next day, Brittany was in the worst of goddamn moods and was saying, I don't know. I showed it to Nicole and told that it looks cheap and blah, blah, blah. She was immediately influenced by her best friend. Everything and all the laughing and the smiling meant nothing. So, I'm not saying that's a woman thing. I'm just saying that's an influence thing. When you trust people with, the, with you know with certain things and certain behaviors, you live in that echo chamber. And if she had friends who are just as corrupt as her, or were people who were patting her on her back saying, "I'm gonna get mine," she probably can't see the corruption. I mean, look at look at all the people that.
4: That are supporting her in Atlanta, mm-hmm. saying that if mm-hmm. you're that if you're against Fannie Willi, Willis and you think she should be kicked off the case, and you you don't like black women, and I was like, what? Like what's what's going on here? Like what what exactly is happening here?
5: Like are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not allowed um, an independent thought on the matter. And independent thought means you're not part of the echo chamber. And I'm like, you know, Claudine Gay. The, the woman from Harvard. I mentioned that the woman was caught with fifty times of plagiarism, and black people had the audacity to say, "What's the big deal?" And I went, "Do you have no integrity?"
4: Well, I mean, and, and one no, of the women, and some of the women, it seemed like most of the people she was plagiarizing from was other black women. Like
6: <laughs> plagiarizing mm-hmm. other black women, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, that's
4: that's my work, mm-hmm. right?" And it's like they're like, "Ah, oh, shut up." And I'm like,
5: yeah, Carolyn Swan. Yeah, but she's a black she woman She plagiarized too, Carolyn so. Swan. Yeah, she plagiarized oh. Ca- Carolyn Swan, a oh, professor she... at um, the University of Pennsylvania. And not one time did she apologize for it, nor did anybody demand that she apologize to Carolyn Swan. Do you want to know why they never said for, apologize to Carolyn Swan? Because Carolyn Swan is a black conservative. It's almost like you're saying Carolyn Swan deserved to be plagiarized. Because she's playing for the wrong team. Like, what type of shit is that? Like, have an ounce of integrity. Just one. I can't... You can scream the bloody murder that, you know, it's black-on-black crime, but have an ounce of integrity that holds some accountability for somebody doing something wrong. And Fannie Willis has got to take some accountability here. The fact that she has waited this long... She's going to wait until this judge... Makes a decision on her case, where today she should be saying, "You know what? We're stepping down. We want to give the case right. to another." What are you holding? What are you holding on to it so so badly right. for? Your reputation because this is, in the city this, is shot.
4: Yeah, it is. But this, they saw this as a this was her shot into into mm-hmm. superstardom. I mean, if you were able mm-hmm. to take down Donald Trump, her career would have just skyrocketed. Like. She would have been a superhero in those circles, as far as the, mm-hmm. you know, especially in, in in the Democratic circles and liberal circles. She would oh, have been yeah. a hero. Yep. And I'm sure she saw that, and she just didn't want to give it up. She's just like, no, I can I, I can still make this work. I can still do this. <laughs> I was like, damn. I, like, <laughs> she got to be thinking that, like, no, I can I can still do it. I I I can do it. I can.
5: It's like, oh my gosh. You know what this sounds like? And the way you just described that Potter was the Monty Python skit with the knight who keeps getting a limb cut off. And hitting it in the oh yeah, he yeah, yeah. Saying, he's like, he says, "Do you want to quit now?" He goes, "No, no, no, I can still fight." <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 it's just, it's
4: just, this is just—I mean—that—that that thing yesterday was wild. I mean, because that dude went up there. Terrence went up there and just. Uh, I I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. <laughs> you know, it's just like, dude. Like, are you shit? Like, nobody's believing you. I don't know what you think you're doing, but it's, you know. And 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 you could tell he was. He looked like he had a gun to his head. That's how it's nervous funny, he was. Roseanne. He was just
5: so nervous. Roseanne he looked like Roseanne. he had a
4: gun. Somebody had a gun to his head.
5: Roseanne said oh right, wow. um, yesterday afternoon. She said, "If I were Terrence Bradley, I would pe- I would pack up shop, close my practice in Atlanta, because nobody after that performance nobody wants them to be their attorney. But I would take the bar in a small town like Wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> and change and change my name to to, ter- to Terry Bradley, not Terrence." and you know, you go to Wisconsin and call yourself Terry Bradley because it sounds like Terry Bradshaw, and <laughs> you start where you pull up shop there, representing small-town white folks, and nobody will know who you are.
4: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, his, unfortunately that that, that milk-dud head of his gives him away. Like, his face, now everybody knows his wow. face. He'll have to get a dread wig like uh, Youssef or something, Ooh. and then, you know, maybe that'll do it. <laughs>
6: To look like you, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh this,
4: Listen, this dude said I don't know when they got together And she was like, You told me they got together such and such <laughs> I don't recall that. Okay. Well
5: oh. Um Oh and I was remember the remember
4: the document, the motion I sent over to you and you reviewed it? And then you made a change You said there was a mistake And then you fixed it And then I said how's the rest of it looking You said you know all good
6: looks And he good. was like yeah. yeah
4: Looks good But in the motion was the fact that <laughs> In the motion was the fact that they started seeing each other Before he was hired So she got yeah, exactly. she, she boxed him in on that So if you said it was all good Then you saw the part where They were dating each other And you said you know yeah it's all good It's correct
5: Listen, if I'm the judge, it's not, it's, you know what, the whole time I'm thinking about this and everybody is answering like there's a jury present, right? Like they're worried about the jury. Here's what they were worried about.
4: You know what? You know what? There was a jury present because there's a camera in there.
5: So that's that's what they're thinking about. That's right. That's exactly right. That's, so if, if people are just like, wait a minute, if they're only testifying to the judge. Why do they seem like they, they seem to be putting on a performance for everybody else? And that's the problem. They know that they're being judged in the court of public opinion. And when your ego is, on, is involved, that's all you care about. So you'll lie and freaking obfuscate every factor of your answer. Like, she, she goes, I got to explain. I got to explain. I'm like, the judge is the only person who matters here. He decides your fate, not us on the camera. Not the camera. The judge is the one who decides your fate, not us. If you're trying to restore confidence with us, that's already busted with your whole display. None of us believe you. <laughs> and, and they know, listen, they all know that none of them were believed. Nathan Wade said that he went to the Porsche Experience and Delta Airlines headquarters when he was in that area that he claims he had only been in 10 times. And then they caught him on his phone records being there twice in two separate occasions after 10 o'clock at night, at 11 o'clock at night, another one, until 3 and 4 in the morning, <laughs> respectively. My question would be to him on Friday if they bring him back from Cross is to say, hey, was the Porsche experience open at 4 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> <laughs>
6: And so he all over
4: all over some like nobody cares about the sex part, dude. Everybody just
5: leave this
2: case alone. Like
5: I I I just don't get it, man. Potter, it's the cover up, and as I said to y'all yesterday, that's the biggest problem is that people keep saying, like, why do people care? And I said, if you were to ask them why did they lie, their answer would be because people would have thought. And then my response to that was, okay, now we get it. You were concerned about what people would have thought. But if you didn't care what people thought, it was no big deal. There's no reason to lie, right? There isn't. There's never a reason to lie if you're justified in your actions. You know you weren't justified, so that's why you lied. So pretending to us or trying to, like, suggest to us that we're the ones with the problems, dude, we didn't lie. We asked for the truth. You lied. You took the initiative and said, eh, no, we didn't do that. When you did. And if you had just come straight and come clean, we'd be like, oh, yeah, no harm, no foul. They were straight with us.
0: But no oh, Man, I, I no wouldn't
4: one... be surprised. I'm like, they keep going on and more stuff keeps coming out. I mean, one did <laughs> If they keep going with this, man, I'm gonna hear about a body being buried or something like it's. Like, did you
5: hear? Did people. you hear the question that? Did you hear the question that Steve mm-hmm. Stadil asked him? Did you hear the question that Steve Stadow asked, <laughs> asked him before he finished?
0: He was wait, with the wait. lawyer that was Who's on scoring? Zoom. I'm That's right. Who
7: is yeah. Lauren? That's right. That's right, French
5: Freddie. Did you hear what what Steve Stadil asked him before he finished his questioning, Potter? No, I didn't hear that. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Steve Saddow is notorious for asking questions he already knows the answers to. So remember, the last time he had Nathan Wade, he asked Nathan Wade how many times he had been to the residence of Fannie Wade at the the condo, and he Mm. said less than 10. And then less than a week later, they released documents that prove that he had been there 35 times, right, and all the texts, wasn't it. So the question that Saddle asked him yesterday was, before this, between the time you testified and your testimony today, have you spoken to anyone at the prosecutor's office or Nathan Wade before you took the stand? And he said, no, I hadn't. And he asked him again. He says, under any circumstances, did you talk to anyone? And he said, no. And Roseanne and I looked at each other and we just, because we knew it was Stephen Satow asked him, he goes, that's going to come back to bite him because you don't ask that question unless you know he's lying. Unless you know the you answer. Go they down. got the phone right. They're like, monitoring this phone. That's right. you got them right they monitoring his phone. They know. That, and, like, again, and to talk about, because then the worst part is, is that if Fannie, listen, if Fannie Willis or Nathan Wade or anybody at the DA's at the office contacted Terrence Bradley and they have a record of that, that's witness tampering. Okay, people are getting in handcuffs and perp-walked if that happens. So, you know, you just said it. You said they, keep, they like, keep digging the hole, you know, deeper and deeper. If indeed there are phone records that they contacted him in any way or pictures of, of him being, you know, uh, talked to personally, any person from the district attorney's office having a conversation with him, there are people who are literally going to be put in handcuffs and perp-walked on live television. And I believe that's going to happen. As soon as Steve sat out asked that question, I'd like, he he's fucking got the goods. I know he does.
4: You know they're a- being followed. You know they got PIs following. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh this, is a- Listen,
5: I- this is a former president's attorney. He's got secret service. Michael Roman, the guy who brought this all to bear, is an opposition research guy from Atlanta who knows everybody there. The dude that they got to get the phone record, this guy is a star on the Discovery Channel who does forensic work for the police department. This guy's a television star, the dude that they call Charles uh, Mendelson, This guy is the real deal. They have inexhaustible goddamn reach in the town of Atlanta. They're watching every move everyone makes. If this student says on the stand he wasn't contacted by anyone, and then they show up on Friday with evidence that he did, and they find out that Nathan Wade's or the prosecutor's office in some way tried to intimidate him, they're all finished.
4: Man, it, 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 this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And to watch people cheering these guys on is like, I, I see why they're doing it because. People are always going to say, well, no, you're, you're okay. Just keep doing it, you know. <laughs> you know
5: uh, they're just going to keep saying it. I, I, it's called the blind, uh, hatred, the blind hatred of Donald Trump, dude. You have to think about somebody. Remember how Jay King likes to talk about white, like white boy mad, right? Yeah. That's, that's literally the anger and vitriol for Donald Trump is like white boy mad, right? So you're so angry that you're flailing about and you don't get, like you're hoping that you, you know, you hit pay dirt with just screaming and fail, flailing about. And these people know that, the, you know, you cannot be outdone by Donald Trump. That makes people, you should watch the views sometimes when Donald Trump gets something against them and Joy Behar loses her shit. She goes, he's going to weasel his way out of it again. Like it makes her angry that he wins. Like anytime he wins, they feel like they've lost, like something has happened to them personally. And that's the whole thing. If they take it personally, right, every time he wins, they feel like they've lost, like something, somebody's taking something away from them. And that's the blind hatred of Donald Trump. And that's what I do get the Trump derangement syndrome. People get mad when you mention it. But how deranged do you have to be that you have such a visceral response to him winning?
4: Yeah, it's, it's this whole thing is just. Wow, I, uh, it was interesting. I mean, just watching them go through this, and just watching the gamesmanship with the lawyers, and then watching yeah, Terrence Terrence was obviously just told not <laughs> to say anything, and then and then his own lawyer, his lawyer was was coaching him, and they were complaining about it. Donald yeah. Trump's lawyer, but his lawyer was coaching him on the bench oh, yeah. by, by doing you know objecting. He was he would say. Objection! He doesn't know anything, and then, and then,
6: <laughs> and
4: then the judge would say overrule. and then they go back to him to answer the that. question, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know anything," and then the lawyer, Trump's lawyer, was like, "Yo, he's co- they're coaching him through this, yeah. you know, through these objections. They object and they say oh, yeah. something, and then he repeats it, right? So oh, but they were trying to deflect. What, the yeah.
5: what they were doing was you noticed that Terrence was taking a long time to respond to questions, right? Now we're talking simple questions like, are you friends with Nathan Wade? He took a full 30 seconds to answer yes, that they were friends. Now, hold on, if you've known him for 10 years, right? And somebody asked me if I'm friends with Jay King, I don't need 30 seconds to answer it legally. In my head, he's waiting for the objection to come from his attorney, so then he knows how to answer. Right? So if they said, I objected, yep. he could go, well, I think I'm friends, but I'm not sure.
6: <laughs>
5: I was like, did you ever have a bagel for breakfast? I might have. I, I just don't know. Like, dude, everybody knows whether or not they had a bagel. You know, it's like that's a, the, the type of shit that he was talking about, you know, it was like, it, it was like asking a simple question. Hey, have you ever had fried chicken? It may have been fried, but I'm not exactly sure how it was cooked. I wasn't there. I just wasn't there.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think he was trying to keep—he was definitely trying to keep himself out of, you know. And, and it's not helping him because the judge has got to be looking at this like, dude, you're doing this too much, so nobody believes you.
0: <laughs> and it's the like only every question they, ask they asked, him.
5: believed him. Yeah. yeah, only person who has to believe him is the judge.
4: Yeah, okay. even the judge is probably like, yeah, it's, come on, man. Like,
5: <laughs> I can't. Like now, I'm thinking about the whole fried chicken scenario.
6: <laughs> could have been baked. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been baked.
5: I just wasn't there. I wasn't there. Did you eat the chicken? I may have eaten the chicken. It's possible I ate the chicken. I can't remember everything I ate there. <laughs> and why I did
4: what I did? Hey, I missed. I missed the part where his first day of testimony, where his own people, you know, when Nathan Wade them went after him, kind of revealed that you know the whole sexual harassment thing and, and all that. Yeah, the sexual assault. I was like, w-
5: w- the sexual assault. Why did
4: why did they do why did they do that? I don't. I still don't
6: get it. Okay. Why did they
5: go after him? So here is the deal, right? So first of all, they had j- just like Terrence Bradley had an axe to grind for being kicked off the kicked out of the legal firm. Right. When he got kicked out of the legal firm, he ends up giving this information to Ashley Merchant as sort of a revenge tactic. What we learned yesterday, by the way, incidentally, is that when she first sends him the draft, he says to her, I need you to put in that I received $75,000 from the district attorney as well. And the reason why he told Ashley Merchant to put him put him in the deposition or in the filing was because he didn't want Wade and Willis to know that he was the one who gave the info. So it would take the sense off of him. Now, back to the original. So why do they throw him under the bus with the sexual assault allegations? They claim it was to, to, uh, what do you call it, to impeach him, impeach his credibility. So again... And we were just as confused as anyone else was, because we were like, dude, he's giving up nothing. He's claiming privilege on everything. So he's given the, and that kid's like, I can't reveal that, it's privilege, can't talk about that, it's privilege. He was my client, it's privilege, it's privilege, it's privilege, he gave nothing. And then they get on the stand, and all they have to do is just say, were you friends with him Yes. How long did it work for him, blah, 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 and then go home. Instead they go, hey, did you sexually assault this woman? I'm like, holy shit, like, what are you doing? The guy gave you everything. He literally followed every rule. He understood his privilege. He promised that he, would, didn't give he wouldn't give anything, and he didn't. And then you railroad the guy. And I'm telling you that that phone call he got from his fraternity brother was the case. They said, listen, you're going to be the sacrificial lamb. You're the one who brought this to bear. No one is going to ever work with you if you are the guy who destroys Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade for that white man if you want to save yourself, go in there and do the right thing. And that's what he did. He went in there and he did the right thing. He played ball.
4: Oh, you know, there's a a guy online called the, what is his name? um, The lead attorney. It's a black guy. He was an attorney for many years. Oh. He said he, he said he got a, he said he got a call from somebody that he knows. Well, from a woman whose son uh, is going through some trouble, and Terrence is his lawyer. He, calls, he, no. said he called him uh, a couple of days before and said, uh, is there any way you can help my son out? Um, because Terrence is his lawyer. We, we're moving We're moving away from him, obviously. Wow. And he was like, no, and he was like, no, I can't help you because I'm, re- I'm retired. I'm doing the YouTube thing. Wow. I'm retired, so I can't help. But I was like, he was just like, man, it's It's
5: already started. Yeah, and look again. They can talk all that shit about how they're going to protect him in in Atlanta, you know, but they're not going to be able to protect his credibility. His career is over. They look. They did everything to destroy him. The fact that they accused him of not only assaulting an employee but sexually assaulting a client, and then they were going to bring up one of his former, um, one of the former employees to um, to corroborate the assault on one of the clients they were going to fry him they were pretty much going to hang him and then he gets up there and he does what he did yesterday and i'm sitting up there going dude like you got to move like you got to get the fuck out of atlanta you better be lucky if you move to a town that no one knows you like no one saw that that hearing that's where you got to go you got to go someplace was like you can forget about a black neighborhood go yes go to a nice white town and be the black attorney, <laughs> you know, call yourself Terry, Terry Bradley, you know, football attorney. They say some shit like that. <laughs> Take your dumb ass away hear. from Atlanta. Yeah. You just, he's got to his, oh, Nathan Wade, forget about it, that dude. He gets disbarred, by the way. But Fanny, they're going to save that girl. God, they're going to save her. They cannot have another black woman go down they can't they can't have it
4: you don't think they, you don't think they're gonna take her down she
5: no
2: she, she was caught
4: lying on the stand too with Nathan though
5: they're both she'll they'll reprimand her they will reprimand her in a way they'll make her pay a fine right I don't know if she'll loses now the Republicans in in Atlanta they got this this um, inquiry going into her and Washington is going to be called a whistleblower is already going to Washington to go snitch on Fannie Willis so I mean what happens to her congressionally and what happens to her locally as far as legislation goes you know they may they may tarnish her reputation so bad that she's got to resign but I don't think she'll lose her law license nobody wants her to they're not going to do that The, the objective is not to destroy her life She has a law license. They'll give her an opportunity to to salvage that and salvage her reputation, but they won't disbar her. Nathan Wade is getting disbarred. He's a black man, and he's expendable. He just is. And they'll make it sound like, you know, the the news reports will be Nathan Wade used her to get to, to taxpayer dollars, you know. He put the dick down on her, and she was swayed by his charm. You know, he's the caviar-loving, champagne-and-wine-drinking paramour who cheated on his wife and wooed a unsuspecting Fanny Willis off her shoes to where she lost her way. Fuck, I mean, I, Jesus Christ, I just made that up off the top of my head.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's the way everybody's going to spin it. They wrote a book about her, Potter. She already had a book out. And this is the crazy part. Do you want to know what really fucked her up? The book that they just put out was written by, written by Michael Isakoff and somebody else. Michael Isakoff, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Michael Isakoff is the guy who wrote an article in the New York Times about Barack Obama and how sharp Obama was because of the crease in his suit pants. I shit you not but what? Michael Isikoff, he yes, Michael Isakoff is the most sycophantic black fan I've ever met. This guy loves educated black people. He likes talking about educated black people like Dr. Moreau, you know, like they're the most incredible experiences and, and, and spectacles ever. He's so intelligent. He loves it. This black person. is a, So he writes this book called Find Me the Votes, based upon Fannie Willis's prosecution of Donald Trump, and it's all about Fannie Willis, and they did these six different interviews with her, where in the book that comes out right before, oh, sorry, right after the scandal breaks, in the book, it talks about how Fannie Willis was broke during her, her campaign to become district attorney. She talks about how broke she was and how struggling she was. And then this idiot gets on the stand and says that at times in her life she had as much as fifteen thousand dollars in cash in her house, while she has a forty-eight hundred dollar lien on her home, and she's living in two to three different places, and no one's supposed to believe that this woman is getting cash under the table. I'm like, dude, this this whole story writes itself like you just follow the breadcrumbs. Because trust me when I tell you, Kenny Lewis is a sloppy eater. She let all of these breadcrumbs lead to herself. She left them everywhere. And this is her arrogance, her hubris, and her stupidity. Because she loves the limelight.
7: That's too bad.
4: What it would you is, tell us? You know what? what?
7: would be what would you be can. your what would be your advice to her? <laughs> it, well, first and foremost, I don't think um, I would have able would have been able to be close friends with our sister Fanny based on how you know this is her behavior is showing up here. She, you know, we wouldn't we'd have known each other. I suppose, right? I'd have known her, but she's been close enough to speak with her, but had I had opportunity, uh, yeah, a long time ago, I would have just, you know, just, just spoke with her one-on-one, not in front of anyone, you know, I would have, you know, tried to just, you know, see maybe there was another way she could achieve her goal, because right now, based on, well, even back then, <laughs> based on, you know, the decisions she were making, saying, you know, like, Okay, if she really wanted to take this on as like this this um, landmark case of her career, this is the biggest thing ever to happen for her. Definitely, the the the, the discussion of how the, all the, everything is lining up would have would have been. And had this come about, I would have. If I had opportunity. I would have. I would have encouraged her to step down, to excuse herself. Yep. I would have definitely done that. that. Is, yeah, yeah, she. Yeah. Did. And, and you know if what? I had opportunity She's now a I would do that. I mean if I, I knew here's her. what I here's
5: what I said on WTIC. I said one of the biggest problems that everybody's having today is right, they keep saying it's like, Oh, you know, Fannie Willis's appointment in this position was such an encouraging thing for black women and that's the reason why all these people are defending her and my response to that was, Well, there was your biggest problem. Right? Because you thought the only thing that was important in all of this was Fannie Willis's skin color and not her ability to be honest. Right? Mm -hmm. You didn't you, you thought like by the by the the nature of her skin color that she was righteous off the bat. Right? So because she's black, she's unflappable. She's unfallible. Right? So so just by the virtue of her skin color, that's the reason why they should have celebrated her. Well, now you see all of this stuff and you just go, oh, wow. Are you saying – and I'm wondering, are you seeing this as saying, well, even black folks are corrupt? Or are you seeing people are corrupt? Because if you made it about her color, then she's a horrible example for young black girls. So I would say this, let go of that fantasy about her being black, like that nonsense, like that being the most important part of this thing. And say to young black girls, don't be like Fannie. Be an upstanding citizen who does your job well and with integrity. Maybe that's the lesson. Because instead of that, right, you notice they're not doing that. They're not telling young black girls, don't be like Fannie. Be somebody with merit. Be somebody with integrity. They're protecting Fannie from all of the onslaught. And they're saying, oh, they're just jealous. Or, oh, they're just haters. Or, oh, Donald Trump mm-hmm. is just going after her because she's black. And you're ignoring the fact that she's Unscrupulous. So maybe you're the problem because you're excusing it.
4: Yeah, but look at all the other look at the other black women that are that do have some integrity that are speaking up, and a lot of times those mm-hmm. women are overlooked. Oh, so, indeed, You
6: know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> oh, but indeed. They're, they're, they're,
4: they're overlooked, like for
6: right. for getting
4: advancement. You know,
6: mm-hmm.
1: because she had she you
4: know. The lawyer, she had the connection, you know, the sorority, and she was in the highlights, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That seemed to make more difference. Yeah. The ones that were really, you know, that were also talented and 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 working hard, and you know, those those black women were, you know, she passed all, you know, a lot of them apparently.
5: Oh yes, she passed and,
4: them uh, up like crazy. Right. And when so she when went we, to church, it, that for me when she went to church when she went <laughs> into, into the church on the
6: pulpit
4: and tried and to blame this on whatever and tried to bring all black women into her yeah. mess. that's what I did I'm like my yeah, daughter has nothing be- to do with this I'm like why are you bring right. all black black girls into this no 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 no
5: oh no Mm-mm. Potter, that was my favorite part. As soon as I saw her and I just, in my head, I'm saying to myself, that is the weirdest place for you to be running when somebody's got you in a jam. Because if every, look, where did, where did, what, is, what was his name? Um, Jimmy Swagger. When he got caught with a prostitute, where was the first place he went? He went to the church. I sinned against you. He went to the church before the news came out. <laughs> yeah,
4: that, that's where all those go run, to church. They run to the pulpit. They run to the pulpit to try to see, exactly. and then you get and see, see. They run to the pulpit, and 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 shame, shame on whoever that pastor was that let her come onto yeah. the pulpit talking
5: that nonsense.
6: Yeah. I was like, right. oh, dude, it, let, gets, it gets
4: worse. Why would you I let her that,
5: into your pulpit? The first, that, that, te- that's, that church is the, oldest, is the oldest Baptist church in Atlanta, the AME Baptist Church, right? So they had her first. After the whole scandal really started to break, right, when they finally admitted that they had the affair, AME did not have her back. She ended up at, the, at a Seventh-day Adventist church to receive the Black History Award at another church. And she gets on the stand, and here's where the part, you got to see it, though. Now, remember, when she went to the AME church, she was, I mean, literally tight and said, they looked at me and said, I hired this black man, and they thought, why did they go after the black man and not the white man that I hired? She through all this racial conjecture in there. And then when she gets to the Seventh-day Adventist church, she gets on there and she starts telling the people, if you could do anything, could you – Maybe say a prayer for me and just keep me in your prayers. And in my head, I sit up there and going, oh, it's a different personality <laughs> today. Like, all of a sudden, now you're begging for mercy. I
8: said, I, as soon as I heard <laughs> that,
5: I went, something's happening. Something's about to happen. And sure enough, when that shit fell, yeah. uh, when that shit happened, I said, I said, I said that's, that's it for her. If she if she had to come out and ask for people to pray for her, something's about to drop. And then those phone calls drop, and I went,
6: that's it. She's finished. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean,
4: this is a soap opera that you're doing, but my oh. interest in the case was really just the, kind of the technical part, how the lawyers yeah. were kind of trying to maneuver back mm-hmm. and forth and that kind of stuff. I found that stuff interesting. Um, yeah, that
5: was. Terrence was it's
4: long. were just so sad. I was yeah. Just like, yeah, I was like, tears was just a sad character, and all this. And I was just like, dude, like you're a loser. Not only did you, you know, I don't know about the, the, the whole thing about sexual assault and all that stuff, but not only did that yeah. happen, I don't know if it really happened, but whatever. But not only that, and then you come up here. Sweating all over the place, you know. Talking about you don't remember mm-hmm. anything. You can't answer any questions. You look silly. And then,
6: mm-hmm.
4: not only that, man, but then you snitch on your friend. That was supposed yep. to be your friend, and that was your client. And you went and snitched to yep. some other woman. Just mm-hmm. snitched on him and told her everything about your your own client. Yep. I was like, wow, that's I'm dirty. That that's low down.
5: Everyone that's the other part, Potter, that I always find fascinating. Is that when you look at the cast of characters and all of this, they're all kinda dirty. (laughs)
6: They're
5: They're all kind (laughs) of dirty and weaselly. There's not one good guy in all of this. Okay, I got to go because I'm dealing with the dogs My wife just put a wet dog in my face So let me go keep her <laughs> oh, Baby, you look so scared. Yeah, I got to roll. Uh, roll, I got to roll too All right, thank you, I'll all talk right. To you guys bye. Bye. All
4: right, all right, bye, yeah,
7: bye Well, all right, all right If there are no other topics for today I believe that will conclude our third hour of power Because it would just be Myself and our sister, Chocolate Peach, as the last two standing, and our sisters at work right now. So I shall be quiet for a minute, or half a minute. If no one says anything, I shall hang up as well, wishing everyone a beautiful day, and looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow.